Internet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Almost ran out of breath. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. 2022. And this is episode number 710 of this little raggedy ass show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Hello, folks. How are you? Thank you for being here. Sorry for the uh, as as usual. Um, uh, 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 lateness. Once again, conference calls going along, but it's a good thing. Your boy's starting to fill up the calendar for the year. good uh november's almost full working on december just booked two booked another gig at the end of uh uh december so now that's two weeks left open so uh and i'm i'll tell you right now right now i'm putting a moratorium on timing out total dallas not gonna have it not gonna let you do it not today no uh let me go to channel points I know what's coming. I know what you raggedy bitches are about to do. Uh, where is time somebody out? Nope. Disabled. Disabled. Not going to have it. Um, it is. We're not doing it today. That man has earned, has earned the right to sit up in this chat and uh, gloat and talk shit. So all of you, and me, all of you, yeah, I have disabled it. Can't do it. Not there. So, sorry about that. Uh, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, but I can do it. So, bye, Total Dallas. Timed out. Gone. Get out of here. Scram, beat it, kid. Get out of here. Timed out. I'll see you in, in 10 minutes, buddy. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He's out of here. Yeah. I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe me. Um, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, here, I just screenshotted it. Here, I, uh, I just screenshotted it for you. I'll put it on the screen because I know you don't believe me. Uh, where is it? Yeah, display two. Nope, that's not it. Oh, I'll just save it. I don't know if y'all can see it or not, but yeah, he's out of here. I'm not putting up with his bullshit. Are you kidding me? I'm sick to my stomach. I don't feel good. And then, and I'm not sick. Like, I don't have, I don't have, like, uh, anything wrong with me. Look, here. There it is. Right there. Boom. Barry on deck. Timed out. Total Dallas. 600 seconds. Get your ass on up out of here. Go on, get. 
I'm just kidding. Total Dallas. I'm going to undo it. Uh, where did it go? Total Dallas. Uh, how do you untime out somebody? Because it deletes. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Um, untime out Total Dallas. There you go. Welcome back, Total Dallas. Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. It was just. <sighs> just, hey, y'all, we fixing to kill Total Dallas already. Nope. Nope. Nope, I just, it was a joke. I just, I thought it would be funny to say y'all couldn't time them out and then time them out. So I thought that would be funny. Just kidding. Get out of here, Total Dallas. I'll see you in 10 minutes. There you go. Scram, beat it. That's twice now. I know you don't believe me. I just did it again. Go take a look. He gone. Get out of here. This is like when Kyle King kept trying to join the show. <laughs> I just kept timing his ass out. <laughs> Listen, uh, it was rough last night. No, I am going to untime him out. I'm just fucking with him. Uh, where'd it go? There we go. All right, welcome back, Total Dallas. I'm just jacking with you, buddy. Just jacking with you, Total Dallas. Congratulations to you and your Texas Rangers. Um, they're the better team. This is a fact. They were the better team. And, and you really want to know what it comes down. By the way, we got so much to do today. Oh my God. So much to do. Um, total Dallas and I'm scared. Um, look at this. The, you, look at it. You look at it. This is, this is the rundown that I put together. Just take a look at this. See that? Barry on Deck, episode 710. Look at that. So I've got the, this is all non-sports. Look at this miscellaneous stuff. There's our headlines. There's our week seven stuff to talk about. NCAA football stuff, MLB stuff. Look at all the MLB we got to get to. NBA basketball, there's the odds. I mean, folks, your boy, your boy was busy. I was up till 310 in the morning. Show prepping. Uh, and then I, uh, I got back up at five forty. So, I mean, I'm good. Who needs sleep? That is the last time I take an Adderall at four 30 in the afternoon. When did I go take that some bitch? It was like four 30. Not wise guys. Uh, yeah, I was, um, unable to sleep. So I just show prepped and then, and then get up today working on stuff, getting things done. And guess who doesn't make hardly any slides for all those topics? Yeah. I mean, they're there. They're there. Guess who doesn't have fantasy ready, Jen? Okay. Now to be fair, in my defense, in my defense, I'm having a few technical difficulties um, completing the league stuff. Take a look. Take a gander here. Uh, this is. Oh, okay. So are you saying amphetamines don't allow sleep? What? Who said that? I didn't say that. You said it. You're, you're. Uh oh, you, you said it. Not me. I don't know what you're talking about. What's going on here? This is rather sus. This is rather sus. Oh, I get it now, dumbass. So this is this is the problem, right? Okay, check this out. Um, what was that called? Uh, 
I have, like, I have the, this is like League Two. So it's done. I mean, this was, this was, uh, oh, no, that's last week. Yeah, so I just need to get it updated um, for the right week. But the problem is I'm, I can't get League One to work. It's a whole thing. It's a whole mess. But I'm close. I'm very, very close. I'm going to change these numbers and the looks. This was the old way. Uh, this is how it looked last year. And I'm going to, I might go back to it. I don't know. I just need to work on it some more. I just got to have the right time. Uh, and I can't find it. Jen said, Lord, I know. You know what I spent time on? The damn website and booking shows. Don't get mad at me. I booked three gigs this week. What? Let's go. Uh, I, I couldn't sleep either. Couldn't find my BOD shot glass. Oh, what the hell's going on over here? That was weird. Well, I get it, buddy. We have faith in you. Oh, I'll get it worked out. I'll have it ready to go for tomorrow. I promise. We'll do fantasy tomorrow, not today. But we got we didn't even talk NFL yesterday. So we got to talk NFL. It's day one. Uh, I could have sent you the info. I still wouldn't have had time to type it in. So it's just... It's, Here's the problem, right? So um, I just booked a gig December 29th and 30th. Uh, yeah, December 29th and 30th in Colleen in another room I've been trying to get in for years and years. Finally booked it. Uh, but I had to call the booker. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'll call him at 1.30. He's going to explain some stuff. We're done it. 135, 140. Mm, I'll get the fantasy stuff knocked out. No problem. I can knock that out in 20, 25 minutes. We got off the phone at 207. Now, the cool thing is, what's up, Stephen Luther? The co- I do not. I do not have any. I did think about doing some new ones, but a very, sh- like a shorter run. But I thought about doing some new ones. Uh, the cool thing about, um, the conversation with the booker, right? He's out of Florida. Uh, turns out he's an ex basketball player, ex pro ball player. So of course we end up just chopping it up, going to town and, uh, yeah, you couldn't get us to stop talking. And then finally I was like, bro, I have to. I have to do a show and I kind of explained to him and cause I had told him, I was like, Oh, he goes, yeah. Cause I said something about, he said, I'm in Florida. I was like, well, have you ever been to Texas? And, uh, he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you used to play pro pro basketball. And, um, so he was like, Oh, I was like, Oh no shit. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I played for the jazz. I was like, no shit. He goes, yeah. And then he told me like the whole story, which was a fascinating story. I won't repeat it. Cause I'm going to try to get him on the show. Perry. My man, thinking like I'm thinking. Um, Chris. Here he is. Yeah. Yeah, he played overseas. Let's see. Yeah. Where the hell is his? I don't see where it went. Uh, okay. Oh, he did a lot of NBL stuff. 
Uh, but it doesn't have it listed. Anyways. Um, I'm looking him up. Yeah, Williams played college basketball at University of Virginia. Oh, this might not be the right guy. This might not be the right guy. Because he said he played for the Jazz. Anyways, uh, we chopped it up. No, it's not Carl Malone. We chopped it up. And, um, yeah, it just one thing, but he also books like a lot of rooms and a lot of shows. So it's cool. It was, uh, it's good networking. It's good talk. And, um, that made it go a little long, but yeah, your boy uh, just locked up another weekend. So there you go. Um, okay. Not appropriate in the chat. Not appropriate. Speaking of the chat, let's say hello. Let's get the show rolling. We have a ton of topics to get to. We done sat here and bullshitted it and timed out total Dallas. Did he get timed out? Oh, CC. Thank you for the nine, uh, or the five bits, sweetie. It's nine minutes ago. Five bits, nine minutes ago. Thank you, uh, sweetie. Homo Astros fan. Thank you for the hundred bits, my friend. Welcome in. Uh, shout out to Killian Music and Danielle Freak for the shout outs uh, on their streams. Much appreciated. So, let's get to the chat and then let's get this rolling. We got to talk NFL. We're going to obviously talk about the game last night. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I might, I might let y'all call in. I might use the little guest star thing or uh, give you the number. Yeah, I might do that. So let's give a shout out to the chat real quick. What's up, Perry? What's up, Brother Bear? What's up, Total Dallas? Isn't that ironic? Total Dallas is in early today. Usually, Total Dallas doesn't keep on. Comes meandering in here about 3.30, 4 o'clock. First one in the chat, Total Dallas. Raggedy so-and-so. What's up, Jeff Bell? Good to see you, slow white Bronco. Uh, yeah, what's up, homie? Welcome in, buddy. Hey, Flip. Producer Flip is in the building. Brother Bear. What's up, Brother Bear? Total Dallas is a god. Uh, Alex Villanueva, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm loyal to the soil. I'm still team bleep them Rangers, but I'll drink with a Ranger fan. Yeah, Total Dallas is good people. You guys give him shit, but he's a good people. Hey, what's up, Evil Death? Yeah, Battle Red, baby. Battle Red. That's why I wore it. Us, baby. Us. Day one, it's still us. <coughs> okay. Mimi, what's up, memesters? Good to see you. Jared Taylor. So did y'all do the drinking thing last night? Did y'all hang out on the Discord and get drunk again? What's up, Rudy Rod? Good to see you. Uh, Peepy Dubs, what's up? Donna, my sweet, sweet Donna, how are you? Um, Who else? Homer Astros fan, John Dory. Hey, Joe Hernandez, how are you, my friend? Hey, Seuss, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Mark G's in the building. Cisco! How are you, my friend? Welcome. High from high. I don't know if you're in high, but uh, how are you? Uh, who else is here? CC! How are you, sweetie? Jet! Jet's in the building. Let's go! Okay! I don't know why I make her sound like that. Uh, who else? Rudy Ross, Cisco, y'all remember Total Dallas? Jen, what's up? Hey, y'all. <laughs> we find kilt Total Dallas. Uh, let's see. Well, Steven Luther, what's up, dude? Good to see you, Pimp. Thank you for being here. Um, I think I got everybody. Yeah? No? I don't. Maybe? I don't know. What uh, page am I on here? Oh, there we go. Uh, Night bought that raggedy bitch. And I think that covers it. Got everybody in the chat. Oh, what's up, Perry? Duh. A lot of people watching that aren't chatting. You should chat. Hey, Jen, if you don't send over fantasy stuff, it's fine. No one really wants to see it this week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sounds like somebody got their ass whooped. Sounds like somebody got their ass whooped. Uh, let's see. Alan Denson, how are you, buddy? Thank you for the 200 bits, Alan. 
Much appreciated. I can't cry. I can't cry on the internet. Embarrassing. Alex said I'm on my way, Barry. Okay. Brother Bear 41. I don't know what that means. What did I... I don't know what that means. Uh, What's up, Double Rods? I'm here today, too. Well, welcome in. Thank you for being here. Much appreciated. Did we? Did we? I don't know. Uh, I don't know why he's in early. Uh, nothing interesting happened last night. I, for one, are here for football and hockey. Hell yeah, Mina! That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> all right. That is the chat. Let's get to it. Listen. I couldn't finish the game last night. And I am usually not that guy. I am usually win or lose. I'm watching to the end. I couldn't do it. Um, I it, it hurt. It physically hurt to watch this team implode like it did from the get-go. I, right from the jump, Christian Javier loses it. And and I, I want to say this too. Um, you know, Javier, um Javier didn't have a great year, and then he got to the playoffs and he kind of locked it down a little bit. Um but I I, I think you were not doing um the, the the Rangers giving them their proper due if we don't at least acknowledge that when it came down to it, they made some adjustments, worked on themselves, and it paid dividends. And they talked about it on the broadcast. Um, they even broke down what they were doing wrong and how they were fixing it, and it showed. I mean, just a ridiculous offensive uh, explosion by the Rangers in Minute Maid Park last night. The pitching staff for the Astros was awful. I thought that Bruce Bochy managed the game well. You know, a lot of people might have stuck with Scherzer right there. And it could have gotten out of hand, and it could have gotten a lot worse for the Rangers. But Bochy's a smart man. He's been around for a while. He knew what to do. You know, credit to Dusty. He went out and pulled Javier. I mean, you might say it was too late. I just didn't think so. I think you had to kind of see and what's ironic is, and I did make notes at first, and I'll share some of those with you. Here's, <laughs> look, I made I made it to one note into the second inning, and then my last note was Max Scherzer's eyes freak me out. He looks like a cyborg. That's it. Um. So, first note is, I mean, the Rangers just basically came out and, um. Punched him in the mouth. Corey Seager proved to, you know, when it was the most necessary to be the MVP candidate that he was. Um, I th- Being aggressive on the base paths, I thought, said something. Made a statement as well. Getting guys into scoring position. I mean, they just came up with big hits, and it was, I mean, before you know it, it was just the, 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 the Astros were on the ropes, so to speak. And this isn't a team that gave up. This is a team whose pitching faltered, uh, or, you know, credit where credit is due. The Rangers just uh, knocked them around the park. I mean, there's not much you can say about it. They were the better team, and as much as I hated, hated 
to see um, that kind of offensive explosion in Minute Maid. It's kind of been the MO, right? I mean, this is a team who it's just so cliche at this point, but we know what this Astros team was at home, and, and that was not good. Oh, breaking news. Bob Melvin leaves the Padres to manage the Giants. Oh, baby. Interesting. Um, so Adolis Garcia ends up being the MVP of the ALCS. That checks out. He had a hell of a series. Uh, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, uh, the man had a hell of a series. Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Look at this. You look at it. I mean, this is disgusting. This is, this is, this is uh, ass whooping of major proportions. Here's all seven games against the Astros, right? Started off 0 for 4. 1 for 3 with an RBI. Um, 1 for 4. And then he goes two for four, one for three, one for five, four for five in a game seven. But he had uh, one, two, three, he had five home runs and 13 RBIs in games uh, five, four, five, six, and seven. So games four, five, six, and seven, the dude hit a home run at least one in every game. I, it's just, and I hated to see it. Hated it. It was, it was, especially after all the shit with Maldonado. If, if none of that happens, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, I like Corey Seager. I like Corey Seager. I dig it. Um, oh, really? Garcia was DFA in 2021. I don't, I, I like Corey Seager. Um, there are, you know, some, I mean, I like Max Scherzer. I think some of those young guys that the Rangers have, um, yeah, they're ballers. Just that, that whole, that whole dust up with Maldonado really made me, as a fan, made me dislike Adolis Garcia, but you got it credit where credit is due. The man had an amazing series and he's one of the main reasons why this, his OPS last night was 2.8. What? What? That's almost a triple every hit. Oh, my God. Or that's almost getting to third base every time. I shouldn't even say every hit because it's all base plus slugging. Dude, just crazy good game. When they needed it the most. Corey Seager came up big. Um, and the Astros defense faltered, too. I mean, I, I one of my notes was, uh, shit, if we're going to talk about giving up runs, I mean, yeah, Javier and France and those guys did, but... Michael Brantley and uh, Chaz McCormick have a nine ERA for letting the ball drop in between them. Well, it was ugly, ugly defensive game for the outfield. Um, yeah, and and I told Nora once Javier gave up that one run. Wait, well, he's just chill on the attitude. Who are we talking about? Oh, oh yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, what did I do? Good news is that they aren't backing up the truck for Tucker during arbitration. I don't know if that is good news or not. Um, what's up, Robert Likes Beer? So uh, I told Nora, one run isn't going to win this game. 
Then they went out and got three, and then it was like, okay, well, this is, you know, they they fought back. Was it four two at one point? Go back to the box score here. Let's see, Tuesday. Oh no, that was Monday night. Uh, box score. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was four two. After three, you felt like, hey, this is not insurmountable. And then they give up four in the fourth and two more in the sixth. And it's like, okay, this is over. This is over. Um, that grand slam was just a death nail. That was it. That was the clinching. I mean, that, that, that clinched it. Uh, Mimi said, we're not keeping Tucker anyways. I wish we were, but not going to happen. Well, um, that's not necessarily true, Mimi, because you got to remember, so he's still arbitration eligible, right? And they're not going to give him, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind if they did. I don't think you take a slump in the one slump in the postseason and then look at the guy and say, well, he's just not the superstar we think he is. But. The fact that he still has one more year of arbitration. Double Ross said he just lost $100 million. Ah. Ah, the, 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 the fact that he just lost, um, or the fact that he has one more year of arbitration, I mean, that's, is it one more year or two? I think it's just one. Let's see. Spot track. Tucker. Not PJ. God, no, not PJ. There we go, Kyle Tucker. There we go. Um, Yep, arbitration. Okay, so, yeah, he's got two more years of arbitration. So he's ARB2 right now. Here, I'll show you. Yeah, he is ARB2 right now. Uh, so, and, and if you don't know what arbitration is, it, it, basically both sides... Kyle Tucker and his his team and and the Astros go to an arbiter who is a neutral third party, and they present their case. Tucker will say, "This is why I deserve a hundred million dollars, three hundred million, five hundred million, whatever he wants." And the Astros will say, "This is why we're not paying him." And um, and the, the Astros will have a value that they think he's worth, and the arbiter will decide who wins. And maybe there's a settlement or something in the middle, but usually they'll be like, okay, we think Kyle Tucker is worth the money. Or the Astros will say, you know, they'll have make a good case and they'll say, well, we agree with the Astros. This is what you're worth. But whatever that number is, it's that number for one season. Yo, Snowblack! Oh, shit. Oh, it's about to get dirty up in this bitch. What's up, Lamont? Good to see you, man. Welcome to the show. I believe this is the first time you've ever been on the show, man. Welcome in. Um, but so Kyle Tucker has the, he'll, he'll go through arbitration and then he'll have one more year of arbitration the following year, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the Astros will, you know, just sign him to that one year. And it's very possible that they understand that, Hey, look, like the kid slumped. He wasn't the only one. And, you know, I mean, there's been years where Altuve has gone cold in the playoffs. It's not often. I think it was 2019. Was it 2019? I want to say. Um, so it's it happens, right? But they'll make their 
uh, they'll make their cases. And I, I hope that the Astros, oh, Jared said no cussing, got kids in the car today. Perfect. Can do. We'll treat it like radio, buddy. We'll treat it like radio. Yeah, so fudge is delicious, and I like a lot of it. Yeah, ask me if you can have some, and I'm sure I'll give it to you. Um, Do $300 million guys slump in the ALCS? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Double rods. Baseball players slump. Like, everybody slumps. Corey Seager was slumping. What's Corey Seager's contract worth? Let's go. Let's go take a gander at that. Let's see. Corey. Let's see. Seager. Bob Seager. Hell no. Corey Seager. Can I say hell, Jared? Is that okay? Gosh, diggity dang it. Indubitably. Yeah. Uh, Corey Seager signed a 10-year, $325 million deal. And he didn't do jack until last night. So, yeah, they do slump double rods. It happens, bro. It happens to everybody. And not just in this sport. Uh, but it tends to happen, I think, a little bit more in baseball. Because you got to remember, too, man, you're not always facing, you know, some guys get out of a slump in the in the regular season, which is, again, why they didn't move Tucker higher up in the lineup. We talked about it yesterday on the show. The reason they didn't move Tucker up and they moved him back and didn't get him some protection at the top of the lineup, is you don't have the time or the luxury for that. You have to be on your game. You have to all hands on deck. And if you're not hitting, sorry, Pena, see you at the bottom. Sorry, Tucker, see you in the middle. That's just how it goes. They've got to have their best hitters on deck. No pun intended. But in the regular season, you're facing a, a three, a four, and a five more than you're facing a one and a two. And yeah, you're facing somebody's three, four, and five in a three-game series. That'll get you out of a slump. But you're always facing somebody's one and two. You're facing them twice in seven games in the postseason in the ALCS. And if you're having a bad go of it, guess what? A, 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 a slump buster isn't coming along just as easy. So it, 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 it's, it's a different animal in the playoffs. Guys are going to have off nights, off days, off weeks, off series, off postseasons. My, my, what I find hilarious about what happened last night, and, and I think Kyle Tucker's fine. I think you're foolish if you try to run Kyle Tucker out of town. I do. I, I think if you're like, God, I'm so glad Kyle Tucker slumped so we don't have to pay the guy that led Major League Baseball in RBIs, or at least the American League in RBIs, so glad that we don't have to pay a guy who essentially went 30-30. Oh, thank God we can get rid of him. Ah, there are a lot of other guys on this team that I would let go before Kyle Tucker. That's just a fact. He's, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. He's a gold glove left fielder, right fielder, excuse me. You don't let guys like that go. Kyle Tucker and your, I mean, Jordan's the new Altuve for this team, this franchise going forward. But Tucker's the new Bregman or the new Correa or Springer. And yeah, they let those guys go. They let Correa go, who's still having a great time of it. And Springer suffered with some injuries, but you just don't let talent like that walk if you can help it. If you're serious about 
making a run. Uh, Double Ross said, I don't want to get rid of him. I'm just not sure he's a $300 million guy. Well, that's the beauty of Spot Track. We can look up his value and see what they say. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is, but... Oh, well, he's still in arbitration. So we got $5 million last year. What a steal they got. Um, statistics. Here are who he... Well, they don't really do the comparison. Because uh, a lot of these guys, they'll have like comparisons of uh, statistically, and then that'll give you an idea um, value-wise. But, I mean, the dude went 30-30, uh, 112 RBIs. He had a 5.4 war. He had an 8.86 OPS. Those are those are not easy numbers to find, and a guy that can play a gold glove right field. So, Broke Boy said biggest job has to be replacing Dusty. Actually, I don't think it is. Um... I, I, there are, I think, uh, there's some in this organization and plenty outside the organization for guys that I think you can, you can find to replace Dusty. I think what is funny is I'm, I'm logging into Twitter last night and people are like, I thank God Dusty's gone. So sick of Dusty. He's just the worst. Put a one in the chat if you didn't like Dusty. Put a one. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. I don't know why I'm doing Trump hands. He's the worst manager. Uh, just awful. Yeah, Dusty talked retirement. Apparently, uh, apparently, he's ready to hang it up. And can you blame him? Sean. Put in one in the chat if you're glad to see Dusty go. No judgment here. I might disagree with you, but don't be scared. Uh, Jared said I liked Dusty. I didn't like the way he managed the team this year. Snowback said I was cool with Dusty because he was a fan of Too Short. Dude, Dusty's just a, a dude. Bro Boy said Dusty took over during a scandal and the team didn't miss a beat. That's not normal in sports. Wow. Oh, no. Listen, Bro Boy. By the way, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, Ashton. Um, if you If you read Astro's Twitter... All, especially all the ones that can't stand Dusty. By the way, people were still clamoring for Yiner Diaz. Why do you let Maldi hit in that situation? It's got to be Yiner. Oh, you mean the dude hitting a buck 30 in the postseason? I'd rather have a dude hitting 160 than to lean into a fastball and take it off the elbow. Bro, Yiner Diaz, you talk about coming up missing. You're your rookie of the year candidate if he would have gotten the play in time. Nowhere to be seen this postseason. Nowhere to be seen. But people were still, yeah. My only beef with uh, Dusty was running Singleton out there for anything. <laughs> Double Ross said, Yiner turned into Siri at the plate. But yet, and then, yeah, and then you got people, eh, eh, Dusty sucks. Oh, yeah, 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 no, you're right. You're right that Dusty Baker comes into a situation with this team on the heels of one of the biggest scandals in Major League Baseball history. And he takes the helm, and he stands in front of the media. He don't know these dudes. He ain't got no loyalty to this team. He just shows up with a box of toothpicks and some sweatbands. They give him a check, and he's like, these are my guys. 
You want to say something bad? Say it to me. And he falls on the sword for the whole organization. Meanwhile, he steers them to an ALCS every single year and wins a World Series. Can't forget about that. This, the job that Dusty did, I think, and it later on will be appreciated much more than it is right now. But my favorite part of this, my favorite part of reading everybody's tweets and all the complaints and all the, I'm mad. My favorite part of that is people are pissed off at a guy that got it, got this team to the game seven of the ALCS again, again, they didn't lose in the wild card. They won the division barely, but they won. They didn't falter in the division series. When it could have, Minnesota. It's, listen, Minnesota's a good team. That's exactly what I was about to say, brother bear. I've said that before. I'm, I used to say that on radio all the time. Dusty doesn't hit. Dusty doesn't pitch. Dusty didn't go out and could only get one out in, in the first inning. Dusty didn't go out there and let a ball drop in between him and the center fielder, or the center fielder and the right fielder. Dusty didn't go out there and and you know not be able to throw guys out or hold runners on first or Dusty didn't do none of that. He sets the lineup, he, he chooses the rotation, and then he manages the bullpen. And we've talked about it on this show ad nauseum, and I know you guys get it. But a manager's good for two to three, maybe four wins or losses on his own in a year. It's all about managing the egos and the clubhouse. That's what you're doing. And that's why people, you know, I mean, it was a stupid thing to say. Houston will thank me for handling Yiner Diaz the way I did. Okay, calm down. I think he meant it, though, and I think he believed it. He was doing the right thing. (laughs) Um, That's a good point, Total Dallas. As much as Astro fans don't want to admit it, with a different manager, the results this year would likely be worse. And the same. Meaning, Texas was a better team than the Astros this year. That's just a fact. They were a little streakier. They were just better. I mean, this isn't one of those luck things, you know? This wasn't Seattle of a couple years ago when we were all like, oh, watch out for Seattle, and then they crapped the bed. That's not what this is. Now, I will say this. If you ask me, so is this the beginning of a Rangers dynasty? No. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think this is the beginning of a Rangers dynasty. I don't think they're about to go on a, a seven-year ALCS run. The reason I say that is they bought a lot of these guys. They've got some good young talent. I don't know what the farm system necessarily looks like for, for the Rangers. But the reason that, that the Astros... Were, have been able to do what they've done really since 2015. Everyone loves to say 2017, but this dynasty, 
actually started in 2015 when they brought the McCanns of the world in and elevated this team and made the playoffs and all that. But I just, it, it is so hard to do what the Astros have done. And uh, it, 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 remember, remember five years ago, seven years ago, maybe, maybe a little more than that. Remember when the Cubs had Chris Bryant and uh, oh, who was the first baseman? I'm, I'm drawing. But remember the Cubs were, oh, this is a dynasty. This is going to be a dynasty. They lasted one year. Gone. Gone. So, no. I don't think um, that this will be a long-term thing. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Do you know how hard it is to get to a World Series? We're so spoiled in this city that, that, that we actually get disgusted when this team loses. We actually get mad at a manager who carries uh, this organization to a seventh straight ALCS and a game seven. They didn't get swept. They went to a seventh game in the ALCS. And we're all like, ah, ah, this is ridiculous. You know what? You know what Astro fans are? Astro fans are Yankee fans. Now I and every other Astros fan should understand why Yankee fans act like they do. Okay. The reason Yankee fans are so insufferable is because they're so used to winning all the time. And because of that, when they don't, they don't understand why. We should always be winning. This is ridiculous. This is not okay. We are the Yankees. We are supposed to win. And because of the run the last seven years, here we are. We're the Yankees of the South with a different stupid accent. That's what you are, Astros fan. Astros fans are just a Yankee fan living in humidity, talking with a draw. Maybe a little less obnoxious. Actually, they're not. They're just as obnoxious. Astros fans are now just as obnoxious as Yankee fans. And all you needed to do was read and, and, and peruse Astros Twitter last night after the implosion of this team. That's right, Ian. I said it. The Astros fans have become the very thing they detested of Yankee fans. The expectation that they are to win. And when they don't, the, the disgust. Not the, wow, look what this team has accomplished. Huh. All right, get Dusty out of here. Goodbye, Maldi. You suck, Tucker. I'm sick of this and that. Yep. What? What? Everybody's shitting on Scott. Sorry, Jared. Everybody's poo-pooing on Tucker. Bro, the man went 30-30 and led the league with RBIs. Everybody's poo-pooing on Dusty. He got him to the seventh game of the ALCS. Everybody's crapping on Pena. He had a bad playoffs. Guess what he did last year? He won you a World Series. Cole Glover. And by the way, Pena sucked at the plate, but that man's defense kept this team in it several times. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Astros fan. I'm sorry that you um, have had it so good for so long. And 
it looks like you will continue to have it good for several more years. Now, they may not get back to another ALCS, but this is definitely a playoff team for the foreseeable future. This is a playoff team as long as the infield, or as long as the lineup consists of Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, and Tucker. This is a playoff team if those four guys are still playing at their peak. But once Altuve gets old and becomes a utility guy and Bregman gets a little long in the tooth and maybe leaves for greener pastures and and then Tucker and Jordan are like Will Smith at the end of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when the mansion is empty and they're just looking around all of these so-called amazing arms that we were supposed to expect to see have kind of faltered and but as long as those four guys are in this lineup and you had so much found money this year, Dubon, Yiner, um, uh, uh, Chaz having his breakout year. That's all found money. JP France during the regular season. Like there were so many things to be, but all this team could do. Ah, Dusty sucks. You and I both know Astros fan. That when you read Twitter and you listen to calls and Yankee sports talk radio, all they do is bitch about the manager every single year. They bitch about the manager. They bitch about the GM. Why isn't this team winning World Series? How come we don't win nine World Series in a row? I mean, yeah, once a decade, we expect not to. I mean, we should get there, but we should lose in seven on a walk-off. And that's what this city has become. So, congratulations. You're a winner. You're also insufferable, Astros fan. That's where we're at. Uh, That's the difference between fans and bandwagon fans. Living in Boston, you had fans that were born and raised Red Sox fans. Then you had bandwagon, bandwagon fans that are the ones that expect them to win. Yeah. Uh, even though I said I missed 2007 and 2014 era of the Astros, I know they sucked, but at least it was fun, entertaining, enjoyable for some times. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Uh, what's up, FJ? <laughs> FJ said, oh, we talking Astros? All right, I'll be back. Uh, I did love that Altuve hit a homer at his last at bat. That was super dope, double rods. Super dope. Bro Boy said, Rangers payroll by year. 2023 ninth. Uh, 2022, 14th, 2021, 22nd. Yeah. 15th, 14th. Yeah. Their spending is pretty average. Uh, but they upped it. I mean, once they lost, somebody had posted it. Once they lost 102 games, they went out and spent a ton of money. They were being cheap, but they were also, you know, getting some younger talent ready and prepared. Um, Let's just say Crane going to have to start spending soon. I mean, Crane, here's the thing. And that's a, that's a fool's errand, Alex. Uh, what's up, TDP? Uh, Brother Bear said arguably their best pitcher was out with Tommy John surgery. Yeah, Garcia. Um, or were you talking about the Rangers? Uh, Rizzo, thank you, Throb. That was who I was thinking of. Yeah. 
Anthony Rizzo, Chris Davis. Dynasty. That was their Jordan and Tucker. One year. One good year. We're so spoiled in this town. So damn spoiled. Uh, Snowblack said, if Houston would have won, I was ready to make Houston we don't have a problem t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Rangers knew they had to get better in the uh, in the West and went through Houston, so they spent close to a billion to win. But that's the game, though, right? But but here's where I say it's a fool's errand. Alice Villanueva said Crane's going to have to start spending money soon. Well, let's let's take a look. I, I think Astros are top seven in payroll. Let's see team payrolls. Here we go. Astros are six. No five. Excuse me. The twenty twenty three Astros are seven. Okay, I was right. Seven. Yeah, twenty twenty three Astros are seventh in payroll. I mean. The fool's errand in this is when you start chasing, you end up like what happened with the Drayton McLean era Astros. When you start spending all your money on big name free agents and 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 trades where you're going to keep a guy for two, three years and and you gut the farm system, which in this case, they gutted the farm system by way of building a dynasty bringing these young guys up, right? So that's why the farm system went from the best in the bigs because of all the bad years to one of the worst. Because if you're going to be the best farm system, all those guys go to the majors and now you're one of the worst. But that's the that's that's the that's the trick of sustaining, I won't say greatness because you just you can't, but that's the trick of sustaining a good franchise like the Yankees. Like, I mean, like if you look at the Yankees this year, they, they, these people, these guys are freaking out because they had such a bad year this year. They'll be back. But you look at some teams and they just year over year, they're good or respectable. And they do it through a mix of spending money and cultivating talent in the farm system. And that's really the key. Right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't, yeah, you make trades, but I mean, how do you think they got Jordan? It was a shrewd trade. They had their eye on Jordan years before they ever traded for him. They knew they wanted him. They just didn't have the international cap money to bring him in. So the Dodgers got him. And that's when they made the trade and got him back or got him when they wanted him originally. So I mean, there's something to be said for that. You've got to develop young talent that becomes cornerstones of a, of a deep run, a long run of, of good to great. You just can't chase that with money. Because you know what? The guys they spent money on, they didn't really do much. They didn't earn it. Montero? I mean, Abreu, Abreu got them through the ALDS in many ways. I understand Jordan did, but by himself, Jordan wasn't moving them through the ALDS. Abreu had a big say. And down the stretch, the last month, six weeks of the season, Abreu was money. Did he earn it all six months of the year? No. So don't mistake spending money for spending money wisely. It's not how much you spend. It's who you spend it on. Right? I mean, it's the truth. 
And so far, the Astros are hit and miss in that department. Think about all the names that this that they have they have let go because of money. And then think about what they've done. Right? Charlie Morton. Garrett Cole. It's two big names that if they were still with this team right now, they'd probably be in the World Series again. If Garrett Cole's your one and Verlander was your two and Fromber was your three and like what? But they can't spend the money on everybody. You look at your young arms and go, they're good enough. We can win with them. Bye, Garrett Cole. And he leaves. And that's fine. Because for every Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton, there's a Dallas Keuchel or a Mike Fires who just implode when they leave. For every Carlos Correa that leaves and maintains his level of play, there's, uh, I don't know, Evan Gaddis or Jake Mar- or Jake Marisnik or Springer for that matter. What up, Alec? It is a give and a take. You're going to have good decisions. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to spend good money. You're going to spend bad money. That's why you got to have people at the top that know what they're doing. Here's the good news, Astros fan. If allowed to do it, Dana Brown has a proven track record of building a team through the farm system, through the draft, through scouting. And I know that you're like, I don't like Dana. I don't like this, that, and that. Well, that Atlanta Braves team that has turned into an absolute juggernaut, I understand they got beat. But that Braves team was scouted and built by him. And if he does the same thing for this team, we already know that Jim Crane will spend money. He loves to make big splashes. He loves to spend money on big names. So it's finding that balance. I mean, that's 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 why he brought in Dana Brown was he wasn't happy with, uh, oh, what's his name? Because he was trying to do it both ways. And Crane's like, no, let's spend. Let Bagwell get in his ear and he spent bad money. So there's a balance that has to be struck. But as it stands right now, let's look at... Uh, so Astros, uh, let's go free agents, 2024, Houston, all positions, all types, update. Michael Brantley is an unrestricted free agent. Hector Neris has a player option to come back. Uh, Martin Maldonado is an unrestricted free agent. Ryan Stanix is an unrestricted free agent. Phil Maton's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, no, not Blight! Unrestricted free agent. Total Dallas said, I always thought it would be Correa or Springer, not both. You can't. Unless you're the Yankees and you print money, you really can't. Not a lot of teams can keep both. And even then, those guys don't. I mean, look at the Dodgers. They spend money, but they also bring up young guys. AJ Hinch didn't start Jordan in a postseason game, huh? Barry on deck. Uh, yeah, I believe that's right. They're top 10 for after paying their guys who were on the teams for cheap for a while, like Jordan Altuve, not most free agents. Here's the deal. 
it's a lot like getting a franchise quarterback, right? We see it happen all the time in the NFL. You get these stars that come in and they outperform their contracts as rookies and young guys. And that's the beauty of especially baseball contracts is you get a guy who's playing for next to nothing. Certainly not getting his value, especially if they come up and win rookie of the year and perform like Jordan, who didn't win rookie of the year, but you know what I mean? Pena, Jordan, Bregman, Tucker, all of these, Correa, Springer, all of these guys come up and within a year are one of the best at their positions. And you're paying them a half a million dollars a year and they're playing like seven, eight million a year guys at least. And, and you don't have to do shit until they hit arbitration. So you've got like four years of paying a dude well below market value. And so in that time, you spend money on great veterans or really good veterans. And that's the balance I'm talking about. But if you spend all the money on all the young guys and the veterans, you can't do that. The luxury tax is there. And if you're not spending the money, you got young guys, but they have no veteran support. They don't have, you don't have the Verlanders of the world. What's up, Eric? Hello, deckheads. Who needs pay? Who needs to pay my, uh, some money to Mattress Mac today? I saw a meme. It was like, Mattress Mac said, don't forget payments. Just start tomorrow. Um, there's definitely a balance. And that's what some of the better teams have always been able to handle and do. There's no exact science, but this is why it has worked, right? Because as you're having to pay the Jose Altuve's top dollar, you're getting good deals with Bregman because you're signing them early and giving them early money instead of making them wait. Because that's the advantage for a player, right? You look at Bregman's contract, it's a great value. Because he was like, it's money now versus money later. I don't have to go through ARB 3 before I ever get paid like Tucker's going through right now. He was like, yeah, I, I know I could get more later, but go on and get me more now. Stretch me out a year or two past ARB 3, but I'll make more. And when you do it, when the player's young enough, they still have they still have time to get a huge contract, at least one in their career. So, um, I hope all this is making sense. Cisco said, "I wouldn't trust Bagwell to make any decisions." Years ago, I saw him at the Circuit City on San Felipe in six ten during Christmas time. His wife at the time was snapping her fingers and leading him around. Yeah, that don't surprise me. Springer wanted to be closer to home, and he was hurt by the scandal. A lot of guys were hurt by the scandal. Baseball knows how to rob talent, that's for sure. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a brutal thing that they do to a lot of their stars. And now some teams buck the system. The Mariners and and uh, Julio Rodriguez, the, the Braves and and uh, several of their players, Spencer right, uh, Strider. And a bunch of those cats. When when you know you've got a dude, when you've got a G, you just pay. I mean, the Astros did it with Jordan. So, uh, nonetheless, there's your free agents. If I had to guess, Uncle Mike retires. I think Uncle Mike's going to probably get into coaching. So, 
He probably retires now. Um, because he ain't gonna get 12 million a year on the open market. Um but I think Uncle Mike retires. Maldonado would come back, but I don't think the Astros would bring him back because Dusty will be gone as well. I think if Dusty was coming back, Maldi would probably come back for one more year. But uh, with the understanding that, okay, you're going to be splitting time with the Einer at the very least. Um, Stanek... Unfortunately for Stanek, he didn't have the best year in his free agent year, but he's still good. Uh, Phil Maton, well, I, I say that. Let me. I get so confused about who had a good year, who had a bad year. Let's see his stats. Yeah, four hundred ninety ERA. That's what I thought. Yeah, he had a one fifteen. See, if Stanek's free agent year was last year, he'd be good. That uh, was this year. He had a four hundred ninety ERA and a point oh three or a 0. 0.34 WAR. That ain't gonna get you paid. And, uh, oh, wow, he's ARB3. Oh, no, he just went through ARB3. Okay. So he's an unrestricted free agent. Got it. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> Maton, let's see. Maton's market value, $4 million. He's statistically, let's see. Yeah, three ERA. Maton's kind of, I mean, that was his best year in the majors this year. Had a 1.04 war, had a 1.12 whip, which is really good. Uh, so he did it right. He did it in his free agent year. And so he'll get four mil, which will be about a, about a one and a half million dollar raise. Okay. I don't know if the Astros do that. Just depends on what they think they can get value-wise with other arms. Uh, Chris from Sam Houston said, uh, y'all going to watch the Dynamo playoff game on Sunday at five on Apple TV. Hey, yeah, of course I'm not going to do that. Truck driver Pookie said, keep Uncle Mike as a hitting coach. Ah, you can't just throw these guys in there willy nilly like that, right? Like I know Uncle Mike knows how to hit. By the way, you notice he, he didn't do a double play and not one person on the broadcast called him a professional hitter. Why is that? Now one person decided to go, hey, that Uncle Mike, professional hitter. And we get a base hit, and they're like, wow, Michael Mike, professional hitter. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, yeah, that's his job. Just like the other 17 guys in the lineup who are all professional hitters. This is the stupidest thing. He grounds into a double play, and everybody just waits. Oh, he'll get a, he'll get an opposite field single. That's a professional hitter right there. I tell you what. That's what he is. So, um, the Rangers, on the other hand, let's take a let's take a gander real quick at their payroll. Let's see. Uh, or uh, let's see, team payrolls. Texas is eighth. That's twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty three. The Rangers were fourth in payroll. Uh, yeah, what numbers were you getting, uh, Ashton? Ashton was like, they're 12th. No, the hell, no, they're not. They're fourth in baseball and payroll. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. 26. Wait a minute. 
Oh, that's roster into reserve. Hold on. I'm sorting by the wrong thing. Damn it. Here we go. There we go. Yeah, Astros seventh, Rangers are fourth. Okay. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, Astro uh Rangers had a $251 million payroll. Astros had two thirty-seven. And the Mets had a $343 million payroll. And then that goes back to my point. Hey, Jim Crane needs to spend some money. Well, the Mets spent a, a ton of money, and look what it got them. Nothing. Again, you got to be smart and when and where and how you spend your money. Um, yeah, so next year, payroll, make sure we're sorting it right here. As it stands right now, Astros would have the fifth highest payroll and the Rangers the eighth. But yeah, we need to check some free agents here. Let's look, uh, Rangers. Oh, wait, I want free agents. There we go. Free agents. 2024 Texas update. Woo-wee! Look at all them blue marks. Martin Perez, Will Smith. Uh, Andrew Heaney is a player option. Jordan Montgomery, Odo, Austin Hedges, Brad Miller, Ian Kennedy, Mitch Garver, Aroldis Chapman. Leclerc has a club option, so good for them. That's $6 million. That's a no-brainer. Bring your closer back. Robbie Grossman. It was weird seeing Robbie Grossman hitting third. Uh, boy, that's a lot of free agents. I wish, I didn't, I wish there was a total on this. But Perez's market value is 10, so he's going to get a, a reduced salary. Will Smith will get a reduced salary. Heaney looks like he'll get a bump. Jordan Montgomery going to get a huge bump. Um, Odo probably reduced salary. Hedges a little bit less. Miller a lot less. Ian Kennedy probably less. Mitch Garver's going to get way more. Um, Aroldis Chapman's going to get a raise. I don't know. Well, as long as he doesn't put him in the America or the National League, he won't have to play the Astros. It'll be fine. Uh, Leclerc's going to get a bump to ten. Nah, you know, they'll they'll flex that club option. Uh, they might do that and then sign him at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a ton of free agents. And then, of course, boy, look at all the trending players. Everybody's checking in. All right, Verlander's got, yeah, next year at $43 million. And then he's vested at 35 Yikes. Perez is gone without a team-friendly deal. Yep. Um, all the money in the world can't make up for bad talent. Yeah, I used MLB Ump's website. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. Uh, let's see. Chris said, still not cheap enough for me to show up. I checked already. What? what? Oh, playoff tickets for Dynamo. More affordable than Astros. Yeah. Um. All right. So... I think that was all the things that I wanted to discuss. Let's see. Uh, Let me look at my rundown here. Oh, this was hilarious. Sorry. You got to be able to laugh at yourself, Astros fans. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, party people. If I put on a whole ass astronaut suit, 
complete with helmet and visor and full neck and straps and no. If I don all that gear and my team loses 11 to 4, I'm burning that stuff. Jared, look at me, huh? Huh? Jared almost cursed. I'm burning it. Bro, you know how mad I would be if I dressed up like that to go watch that game? To go watch that debacle? That's just awful. Awful. And that, my friends, is going to be a meme for a really, really long time. That's just how it works. That's just what that is. Next year, sorry Astros fans, you're going to see this photo a thousand times. Every time they lose. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Sucks, but. Also pretty hilarious. Um, let's see, Astros. Yeah, free agents. Dusty. They we already talked about Dusty's retiring. Uh, Joe Espada probably going to get the gig. Although, although with Dana Brown having a say in matters, you know, I mean, maybe they do like him, but um, there's something to be said for having a lot of experience. And that's especially true in baseball. You don't have to be the most brilliant mind. You need to be open to analytics. You need to be open to a new way of doing some things. Right? I mean, look, Dusty had to embrace analytics more. Um, he probably still didn't embrace it enough. Like, not at least like A.J. Hinch and, you know. But there's still something to be said. Go look at a lot of these cats have been around for a while. Like if, I mean, the two managers in the ALCS, Bochy and, and, and Dusty, haven't been doing it for a minute. The Braves have an older guy. So, I mean, it's not football. You know what I mean? It's not where you need a guy who is innovative, drawing up plays, calling plays. That doesn't work like that. A manager manages the team. He manages his bench coaches and guys who are working with pitchers every day and manages the lineup and all that. So you, 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 what you need is a guy who has been there, done that, and seen it all and can keep his team focused and settled and calm and weather the storm for slumps in the middle of the season and get guys out of their funks and all those things. Brother Bear said the most brilliant mind was La Russa per BBA. How'd that work out for the White Sox? He was not the most brilliant mind. I don't know who told you that, but he, no. Uh, hot candidate from the club Dana came from. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I think, I think it's going to be a guy from the Braves organization. The finalists, to me, will be a guy from the Braves organization, a guy from the Astros organization, and then a wild card, third, established, proven manager with a good track record, a guy who has a ton of playoff experience, maybe a World Series appearance or victory or two. I don't know who that would be out there, but I could see that. And it'll come down to those three. 
and I think that you know Jim Crane is going to have his preference, and Dana's going to have his, and they're just going to figure it out. Crane ultimately has the final say. But if you brought in Dana Brown, you need to let him do his job. That's why you're paying him. All right, so we've looked at um, Astros. Okay, now we need to we need to talk about this tweet for just a second. I I just I think I know why he's doing this, but John McClain, who I give him hell, um, you know, he he's he's a he's a pro's pro. He does what he does. Um, but he's out here. Astros dynasty in- included seven consecutive trips to the ALCS, four World Series, and two titles. It was a hell of a run and deserves a lot of praise. They ran into the Rangers at the wrong time. If you read some of his other tweets, um, Astros have to figure out how uh, how such a terrific team on the road could be so terrible at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still shocked at how bad Javier was. Where's uh? Oh, all eyes will be on Dusty, and if he walks away, it's going to be interesting to to watch how Crane and and Brown handle the Baker situation. But he 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 basically declared the dynasty over. He basically declared that this is it. This is the end of the dynasty. And as I said before, I still think that this team has got to go get a bona fide ace. I get it. You got Verlander for another two years. Cool. But you got to go get your Garrett Cole back. You got to go get that kind of arm. Um, and who that is? Well, that, that is a good question. Let's see. Uh, let's look at free agents. Free agent pitchers. And they'll be. Come on, bitch. Let's see. Let's go here. Top side free agents. There we go. All positions. Starting pitching update. There you go. I mean, Otani. It ain't happening. Someone will put John McClain on suicide. What? No. Um, that's low hanging fruit. Long live the Florida Marlins. Yeah. Maldi going to be the bench coach calling pitches with the pitch com. <laughs> You know what? That wouldn't be the dumbest thing in the world. Brother Bear said, Espada, Weiss, and who? That's a that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, we just saw a move uh, that they mentioned on the front page. Bob Melvin going to the Giants and leaving San Diego. Oh, they're going to be in the, in, in the market for a um, manager. Let's see. Maybe they give us some... Giants plan to hire Melvin was first proposed or reported Tuesday. They did grant him permission. Eh, I don't see a list of potential names, but I'm sure that'll surface at some point. But here's some of the names that we're looking at on the free agent market. Otani, 30 million. He's got a select market that he's going to, and it ain't the Astros. Marcus Stroma, Charlie Morton, uh, Ryu, uh, Kershaw who's going to retire a Dodger. And I wouldn't want him anyways. Not at that value. Let's let's see what their value is. Let's see over here. There we go. Uh, what do they have? Kershaw is valueless at 37 million. No, thanks. Well, and Stroman has a player option. Charlie Morton has a club option, so he ain't going nowhere. Atlanta will re-sign him. Um, 
Martin Perez, Lance Lynn, Adam Wainwright, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, yeah, I mean, there are there are a lot of... And, and what you want to do, you want to come down here and you want to find the next guy, right? Uh, I mean, Aaron Nola being a free agent is very interesting as well. What's up, Joe Pro? So there are what I see to be a lot of really good names. Let's sort by value. So Kershaw's at the highest. You can throw that out. Aaron Nola's second. Uh, Julio Urias. Well, I like. Like Snell. Eduardo Rodriguez, I would love. I thought they were going to trade for him. They ended up going and trading for Verlander. Um, Sonny Gray wouldn't hurt my feelings. Jordan Montgomery. Prime away from Texas. Suck it, Rangers. Waka, Charlie Morton, Marcus Stroman would be dope. Um, he's got that player option. Uh, Cobb, Haney. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's a, there's a decent free agent pitcher market that I think the Astros are going to have to be really active in because at the end of the day, I said it all year long, the problem with the Houston Astros was never their lineup, even with Abreu slumping or... Pena not living up to expectations that he had last year. The problem for this team all year was starting pitching. All year. So, you, yeah, you're right, Alex, he did. Um, so you've got to go out, and I think if they can go out and get a bona fide stud one, I'm not talking about a one-two, your Lance McCullers type guy who's like, well, he could be, he's not. I mean, you got to go get your Garrett Cole. You just the facts. You got to go get that guy. And I think if you do that and Verlander becomes your two, de facto two, Verlander will still be labeled the one on the staff. He'll still be the ace. Just like when Cole was here. But he's another year older. So I I think you got to go get that one. And if you get that one and you add him to this staff, you're going to have to sure up the bullpen a little bit. I think this team makes another deep run in the playoffs. But if they stand pat on pitching or they just add a couple threes and fours here and there, it's going to be another year of, ugh. What is wrong with this team? And I think it's going to be worse. I'd be surprised if they get out of the ALDS next year if they don't. Um, Brother Bear says Snell. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Buenos Tardes. Uh, let's see. Steel Montgomery. That dude was tough. Yeah, he was. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Snell. So there isn't shit is what you're saying. No, there, there absolutely is. Uh, for the first time in six months, I have no plans this evening. Good for you, buddy. Good for you, sir. Um, all right, I think that's it. I think uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. John McClain proclaiming the Astros dynasty over. We talked to Dusty. We talked. Shit, we, we ran a damn near an hour and a half on the Astros. Eric said, can't they use Urquidy and someone else? Uh, in a trade to get someone because there's going to be a lot of starting pitching coming back. Well, I think you're right. There's going to be some starting pitching coming back. You can't rely on the callers. I just, yeah, that ship has sailed. 
Lance McCullers is a rich man's Forrest Whitley. That's what he is. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, and I think what you've seen is guys like Urquidy and Javier and Fromber and, you know, Garcia, when he comes back, listen, I, I, none of those names, I mean, Fromber for a while, but these guys got figured out and it makes me wonder too, with Dusty leaving, you're going to have turnover on the staff. I think the first guy out the door has to be the pitching coach. Just my opinion. Oh, don't forget, this is the week the Titans wear the Oilers uniforms, Barry. I know! Yeah, I don't know if Garcia really would have helped this team, Don. I really feel like Garcia and Fromber and Javier and to a certain extent, Arcady, they're kind of all the same, right? In that... There's such a wild card that when it's going good, it's going really good. But when it's going bad, it's awful. That's not what I mean by an ace. None of those guys in my mind are an ace. Frommer proved this year. He was rolling. And then the wheels fell off and it got ugly. I mean, ugly. And, and so, like, when I say ace, there's guys that take the mound and you're just like, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, there's just no doubt that, you know, Garrett Cole or Verlander or Stroman or some of these guys, you just know that's an ace. They're never, they may have a bad outing. They're not going to have a bad two months. They're not going to have a bad second half. They may have two games in a row, but they get it figured out. And the rest of these cats, for some reason, can't. And, and that's, quite frankly, the difference between an ace and what they are. <sighs> Look at Barry, the white guy, categorizing people of color. No, I'm categorizing pitchers. Nothing to do with their skin tone. I, I threw Lance McCullers in there. What do you want? He was the first one. He's the poster child for inconsistency on this staff. And I said, Forrest Whitley, I led with the white guys. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you dare put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Donald said, I mean, next season. Yeah. Uh, Fromber pitched a no hitter. Then they brought back Verlander. And that has nothing to do with it. That had nothing to do with it. Uh, people forgot an ace's great season is 20 wins. Thank you. Thank you. That's what an ace is. Let's see. Let's see who led pitching in baseball this year. Let's take a gander, shall we? Oh, regular season. Um, here we go. I need to move this so that when I have it, I guess that works. That still works. I think. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, wins. Regular season pitching. Uh, here we go. So, Spencer Strider, the aforementioned. Braves locked him up early. 20 wins. Dude's an ace. Zach Gallen, Zach Eflin, Chris Bassett. I mean, these are guys, you know, 16, 7. I mean, only one 20-game winner in baseball is kind of crazy. 
How many was there uh, last year, 2022 regular season? One. Kyle Wright. Interesting. 2021, one. 2020, they don't really count it. Uh, 2019, two. And they were both Astros. Hmm. Go figure. But uh, there's Rodriguez. There's that man again. And the other thing you can look at, too, is a pitcher's war kind of gives you an idea a lot of times, like Garrett Cole with his 7.5 war. I mean, he's on a bad baseball team, and sometimes you can't help that. It's just like Blake Snail. The Padres severely underperformed, and it wasn't his fault. Logan, Look at Logan Webb on the Giants. 11-13, and 13, but he had a 5.6 war. Not his fault sometimes. Sonny Gray, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, So, I mean... You know, and there's those whips that we talked about. Look how good those are. Garrett Cole and Eflin. And so, yeah, the, 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 those are the numbers. And, and I mean, Fromber down here at 13 and there's Verlander at 14. And that's great and all. But but Fromber was 12 and 11. That's not an ace. It's not an ace. You can't be one game over 500 and be an ace. That's just not how that works. 20 and 5, 16 and 5, 16 and 8. That's ace stuff. 13 and 12, not an ace. Sorry. So, or 12 and 11, whatever it was. Uh, but these single-digit losses, that's ace stuff, especially if you're approaching 20. That's what you want to see. Uh, and that was, you know, Fromber a year ago. Let's see, 2022 Fromber. Well, 17 and 6, that's an ace. Not this year. All right, um, so there you go. There's a little more pitching talk. Okay, let's move on to something else. I'm exhausted. 80, 98 Jose Lima was an ace. Well, he had a good year. I hesitate to say he was an ace. I mean, look, uh, one more thing about baseball, and then we're, we're going to need to get some NFL in. We didn't talk any yesterday. Um, Did not see that coming last night or yesterday. Diamondbacks demolished Philly and Philly. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. So we got a game seven tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope I can stay up for it. Should be good. Should be good. <sighs> you know, read your swears and you got fought, um, which I heard somebody say fat the other day, and I was like, oh, that would have been me. That's somebody that didn't look it up first. I always have to do that. If there's a name that I don't recognize or I'm not 100% certain how to say it, um, I usually go to baseball reference, especially when it comes to baseball players. Baseball reference tells you how to pronounce the funky, weird names. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Because then you end up calling a dude named Fought Fat. And that's not good. That's not good. And Lord knows I've made mistakes on names. Don't, don't make me out to be a hero, Total Dallas. I mean, I am, but... Don't make a big deal out of it. Hey, what's up, Papa Bane? Oh, no. I've said some names where I'm like, oh, Lord. What am I doing? Because I didn't bother to look it up. I got lazy or I was on the flight. I had never heard of the guy. It happens. Pop another pill, Barry. Stay awake. No, that's called a vicious cycle of drug abuse, Alex. I'm not doing it. Baseball reference doesn't help you when you're interviewing people from South Asia. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bro Boy said it's even more difficult with most pitchers not getting past the fifth or seventh less control. Yeah. True, true, true. All right. Um, let's see. 
Let's get our let's get our NFL in, huh? Shall we? Oh, we didn't do our sports headlines. Let's just get those in real quick. Here's your sports headlines for the day. Guys, what breaking news? College football is going to try something new. What? I know. And not something stupid new either. College football is going to trial coach-to-player comms during bowl season. I'm here for it. Let's move college football into the 21st century. You know why? No more stealing signs. Yay! No more weirdo buying rando tickets to his opponents, his college opponents, or, you know, the, the... the, the teams he roots against, I don't know. Whatever the hell he was doing. Y'all heard about this guy, right? Um, Connor Stallions. He was buying tickets to at least five Big Ten uh, schools, games, recording their signs, doing, you know, mapping out, all right, this was the sign and this is what they ran. This was the sign. This is the play. This is the receiver routes. This was the blocking scheme. Like, he was breaking it all down. And there was a video, I got to find it, of him on the sidelines next to the defensive coordinator. It's pretty damning evidence, and I'm not a, oh, look at that, that's a conspiracy. Mm, this is pretty bad looking. It's a, It was definitely a bad look. Can that comm connect uh, to the order taker in the Popeye's drive-thru? I don't, I don't, when did you become fat, Total Dallas? What is that about? Um, so yeah, let's see here real quick. Hold on. I might have it saved. Let's see, saved. Because I save a ton of stuff for, here it is. All right, so, let's see. Um, is there a way to go to post? There she blows. I wonder if I can zoom in on this video. Yep, sure can. Okay, I want you guys, you guys, let's, okay, let me refresh. And, so here's the deal. Um, If you see this video, so this was part of that whole science uh sign stealing thing right so this is ohio state michigan this is last year i believe and you're going to keep an eye if you see my cursor on your screen i don't know how hard it is to see it but you're going to watch in this general area they're going to show the dude he is right here watch how when when ohio state at the line of scrimmage everybody looks to their sideline he also looks to the sideline just watch him Cause he's going to look and then he's going to start saying something and everybody else reacts on Michigan side of the ball. See him. He's looking, he's right behind 19. He's looking and there you go. Uh, right there. Watch him right there. See him in the hat. All right. They look, he looks and he whispers something to the DC right there. He says something, blah, blah, blah. And they react. They, they run their play. It's pretty damning evidence, actually, in my estimation. And I'm not a conspiracy nerd or weirdo like you guys, but 
think Michigan's going to be in trouble. I think Harbaugh's gone. I think he's going to win a national title. They're going to have it stripped. He's out. He's the next Pete Carroll. Um, Giannis Indetokounmpo uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks agree to a three-year, $186 million extension. Uh, it's a max contract extension, so he's there. You knew it was going to happen once they signed Dame. That was done deal. The Eagles have acquired. Where's Titan Hugo at? Where you at, bub? You sad? The rebuild is official. Titans have traded one of their most beloved players. Kevin Byard is uh, off to the uh, Eagles. Eagles get better. Needed help at safety. Injury bug got him. Titans get like a fifth and a sixth and a safety back. And then I found this one interesting, and I don't know what to think about this. Uh, Andre Iguodala and Austin Rivers are joining ESPN as studio analysts. Rivers is also going to join his dad, Doc Rivers, who's replacing Mark Jackson on the um, ESPN lead play-by-play. So Mark Doc Rivers becomes the lead color analyst or lead analyst for ESPN. Actually, I should say co-lead because... If you're an NBA fan, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I personally like her. Doris Burke is also being promoted. She's taking over for Jeff Van Gundy, so she will now be the new um, analyst on ESPN's primary basketball play-by-play team. So it's going to be Doc Rivers. What's his name? Breen? What's the... Oh, where the hell to go? Mike Breen, yeah. So, the, so it used to be Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and uh, Mark Jackson. It will now be Mike Breen, uh, Doris Burke, and Doc Rivers. So, Doc finally going to have his voice heal up after 25 years of being hoarse. <laughs> that was well done, Ashton. That was well done. Yeah, dude, I, I like her. It's the same thing. I love Jessica Mendoza calling baseball. A lot of guys, for some reason, can't get past that. A lot of guys can't get past hearing a woman talk sports or call sports. I think Doris Burke is great at what she does. And I think that um, Jessica Mendoza is great at what she does. A lot of people hate and nitpick or whatever, and that's just their fragile male ego or their chauvinism getting in the way. Amos said, should sign stealing really be illegal? Remember when teams were using large signs to signal plays? Well, I mean, should it is a different argument than is it, right? It's like saying, should weed be legal? Yeah, but is it? No, not here. So while we all might agree, the powers that be haven't hopped on board yet. So, and I think that you're seeing the NCAA say, well, instead of saying relaxing the rules on sign stealing and scouting, instead, just put in comms. They got the money. They absolutely have the money. So, yeah, they're going to go to a comms system in the in the uh, bowls and, yeah, eliminate all that sign stealing garbage. Not necessary. 
It will be, uh, it's wild hearing a female talk routes, Cam Newton. Yeah, right. AJ Hoffman, that too. Um, broke boy, it's a compliment. What? 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 Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I, I think the rule about not scouting other teams is stupid. The whole sign-stealing thing, I get it, but that's an easy fix. That's like, you know, I mean, that's basically what baseball did when the Astros scandal broke. The Astros were stealing signs and banging trash cans, and baseball said, here's Pitchcom. Michigan is stealing signs, and the NCAA goes, okay, time for headsets. That's it. That's an easy fix. That scouting thing, that's different. That's different. What the hell is that saying? Oak Tree Cupcake Railroad Track Oprah Winfrey. I have no idea what that means. Uh, I mean, from the sidelines, now going to your next opponent's game is wild. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's... I don't know how we got into that. I mean, we got a little behind. Amos is a, is a skosh behind. Um, but yeah, so there's your, uh, sports headlines for the day. Now let's get to some NFL. We didn't get to any NFL and boy, oh boy, oh boy, was it a weird week, especially if you like to risk diet Cokes on NFL games. Ivan, I bet took a bath. Ivan, I bet. I mean, I know, I think he runs a, a little book or something like that. Oh, Joe Pro was doing signs. I'm my bad. That's I didn't get it. I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Joe Pro's drunk. Um, yeah, I feel like Ivan probably took an absolute bath on the wagering. I know the Laminator Five Thousand did not do good at all. At all, it was atrocious. I got one game right on my picks. That has never happened. Uh, and I, I, I think I was watching Pat McAfee's show the other day. And they said as much. They were like, dude, this has been, like they said, this was Vegas. This is this was called the um, regression to the mean or whatever. Let's see. Where's my laminator fop tails? Some bitch gone. Oh, there it is. I was like, what the hell? It was not a good day. For Gen Pop, uh, the general population did not have a good week. Um, let's see. Here's week seven. Oops. Get scores. I need to get Monday Night Football score. Okay. Fine. Okay. Bears beat the Raiders. I haven't said no comment. I told you. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Amy said, yeah, I skipped most of the baseball part of the show. Okay. That's fine. Um, Bears beat the Raiders 30-12. to 12. The Browns beat the Colts 39-38 on one of the best plays of the year. Miles Garrett leaps the, the his blocker from a four-point stance. Doesn't even touch him, which would have been illegal. And blocks the kick. Browns going to win. Browns defense is so good this year. So good. Bills crap the bed. Patriots beat the Bills 29-25 at home. It was Belichick's 300th win, and 
Oh my god, I wish I could run. I had the post game because they were like, "How's it feel?" Well, I'm not really worried about that. We're just gonna go out. We're going to the next. Just, I'll I'll think about that in the off season. I mean, when you're two and five, you're not gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm the man." You know, I'm sure if they were seven and zero. Bro, boy said, "Barry, when are we gonna talk about it?" I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just over here doing my thing, player. Uh, more scores for you. God, this game. At first, when I saw the score, I was like, oh, did they mistakenly print the first quarter or the first half? Giants commanders. Giants win 14 to 7. Improved to 2 and 5. And, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, damn it. Oh, Jonathan Allen. I don't know if you saw his post game. His, uh, his post game tirade. I was like, I'm sick of it. I'm bleeping sick of it. I'm sick of this. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of losing. Jonathan Allen of the Commanders. I'm tired of it. It's the same bleep every week. I'm sick of it. And then a the guy goes, so what are you going to do? I mean, we're going to prepare and we're going to be ready for the Eagles. <laughs> Robbie's like, I'm going home and I'm not coming back. I hate this place. Oh, Falcons, AJB, where you at, baby? Aaron J. Bryant, super Falcons fan, Aaron J. Bryant. Back at it. And uh, Falcons looking good. Falcons in the driver's seat in that division. Beat up on Tampa Bay. Moved to four and three. Unbelievable. Uh, Speaking of unbelievable... I saw somebody tweet out, oh, look what happens when the Lions and uh, somebody else doesn't play weak teams or the Giants every week or some shit. Uh, the Niners, maybe? Ravens just absolutely rolled the Lions. Lamar Jackson rolled. Didn't expect the Lions to get Molly like that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's what I'm saying. Like, these weren't even close. The spreads were just ridiculous. And we didn't even mention, uh, who was the kid that started for Chicago? What a story that was. Thank God I don't have to hear about Brock Purdy anymore. Now we can talk about this kid who was like a D2 undrafted free agent. Um, he was going to quit all these things. What, I'm just going to get his name. Let's see. Uh, what the hell is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Dude, why am I not finding the Bears? What's happening right now? There we go. This is, they, they changed the C, and they, now they use an actual stupid bear. It's just so dumb. Uh, Tyson, oh, see? Don't even know how to say the name. I don't even know how to say the name. I got to look it up. Let's go to Pro Football Reference. How do you say? Yeah, no, Mark G. Shepherd University? That sounds like a Bible college. I mean, that literally sounds like a Bible college. Uh, Bajent. Uh-huh. See? I was going to say it wrong. Tyson Bajent. Bajent. Thank you, Mark. You saw that Lamar is 16-1 against NSE teams? Oh, my God, no. That's crazy. Wait, 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 wait. How's that possible? 16 and you saw that Lamar is 16 and 1 against NFC teams that's never played him before. Wait a minute. 
That don't make no damn sense. That's 17 teams. How? How? Who was the other, who was the 17th NFC team? There's only 16 NFC teams. That don't make no damn sense. I don't know where you got that. Did you mean 15 and one? I don't know. Uh, no, Mark G. Uh, isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, Bajan played an easy system. Bears running game won that game. I'm not even going to pretend like I would watch a Bears-Raiders game. Um, All right, here's the rest of the scores. My Steelers are rolling. Yeah, the math ain't mathin', as they say, Amos. There you go, Throb. That math ain't mathin'. Um, Yeah, so Steelers moved to 4-2. and Rams got to figure it out. They're bad. Um, Seahawks are forward too. Remember when the Cardinals first started and everybody's like, what? Look at these guys. Well, they're still one and six. The Packers are two and four, lost to the lowly Broncos. Well, everything looked good to start the season for them too. Isn't it amazing how things go in the NFL? How they can go from bad to worse or good to bad real quick. Speaking of going bad to worse, right? Good to bad to awful. And the one t- scores that I didn't get on here was last night's game, too. So the Chiefs absolutely destroyed. Wait a minute. I don't think I updated those scores right. That's not. Those not. Nope. Oh, yeah. That is right. I'm like, what? Did I put the same score? Didn't even realize that. The Chiefs and the Eagles both beat the Chargers and the Dolphins by 31 to 17. Wow. Wow. And the Niners only managed to get 17 against the Vikings of all teams. I mean, I would expect the Chiefs and the Eagles to beat the Chargers and the Dolphins, respectively, and regardless of who was playing who. The Chiefs and Eagles, I would pick over both of those teams, maybe, perhaps. I mean, maybe not now, but... um, The Vikings are the outlier in all this. It's weird. But Kirk Cousins played a good game last night. You saw when he threw that first interception. I was like, uh-oh. It's about to be a bloodbath. And it wasn't. Vikings got some defense. San Francisco had some turnovers. McCaffrey scores another touchdown. It's a 16 in a row in a losing effort. Uh, Niners are now 5-2. and two. So the parity in the NFL is really taking shape. A few teams rising to the top. And those teams being the Chiefs. The Eagles. And that's really it right now. I mean, really and truly, when you think about it, let's let's pull up the standings real quick. Um where the hell did my The Dolphins sit at five and two. Uh Ravens are at five and two. Jags are five and two. The Chiefs are six and one. I would say the Dolphins still have, I mean, they still have some things to figure out, right? I mean, that loss to the Eagles, it did not look good. 
the Ravens, despite having two losses, it feels like they're they're kind of turning things around. And you want to see something crazy? Look at that differential for the Dolphins. It's now only a plus fifty three. They had a seventy to what was it seventy to twenty game, and they still only have a plus fifty three um, point differential. Guess what that tells me? They've they've squandered that fifty point plus differential from the one game. I mean, they're still in 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 the lead in the division, and the Bills have just looked as bad as the Chargers have. Not as bad, but pretty close. Cream of the crop right now in the AFC is the Chiefs. They lost the one game this year so far, and it was the first game, and they didn't have Kelsey or Chris Jones in that game. And a ton of drops, and they might have still won it. But I think the, uh, the, the pecking order right now in the AFC goes the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins, uh, I'm struggling to put the, the, the Jags above the Bills despite them having a better record. I'd still take the Bills in that regard. And then the Jags. Uh, over in the NFC, same thing. I mean, San Francisco lost. Detroit looked out of sorts. So Philly and KC, cream of the crop right now at least. and um, And then it's everybody else. It's got to be Philly one, San Fran two, and then you know you got Detroit or 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 Dallas. I don't know that I would put either one of I, I wouldn't put Atlanta in front of either one of them. So, uh, bro, boy said Dolphins pass rush is good, run defense is suspect. O line is back to where it was two years ago due to injuries. Chiefs jumped over the Niners on the latest odds to win the Super Bowl. I believe that Texans get a chance at the wild card. They really do. I mean, that sounds insane, but they really do. Uh, if we go over here to playoffs, playoffs. I mean, they are technically behind the Bills. I mean, they are behind the Bills. And the they, they have the same amount of losses. So that's what you want to look at as a loss column. But they're, they're game back. So that's a half game, really. Four to three versus three and three. Um... Houston wins tiebreak over the Jets based on strength of victory over Cincy based on winning percentage. So, yeah, Texans sit eight right now. Obviously, Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, Jags are your division winners. Steelers, Browns, Bills, and Texans. Uh, what's up, Housey? Good to see you, buddy. Um, I think the Bills are obviously going to claim one of those wild cards. I think the Jags, well, they're going to win the division, so you got to worry about that. It'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do and the Browns. The Browns keep getting good defensive play. They're going to be contenders at least for the majority of the season. Texans are not out of it, though. It's not a ridiculous statement. Last year would have been a ridiculous statement. It's not a ridiculous statement to say that Texans could get a wild card. What is Texans' remaining schedule? Did you uh, do? Did you already look? No. Let's take a look. See. Um, rest of their schedule. They got Carolina going uh, this next weekend. That's a dub. They get Tampa. That's not insurmountable by any stretch. 
Um, Cincy has looked bad to start the season, uh, but Burrow looks like he's healthy. They've won two in a row. That could be a difficult game for him. Arizona's a dub. So coming out of the break, Texans could go three and one. It's not unheard of at all. It's not even crazy to, to imagine that or say it out loud. It's not. I mean, the Texans could go three and one uh, and be sitting at, what are they? They're three and three right now? Six and four. Pretty crazy. Then they got the uh, game against Jacksonville. Denver, they can win that game. New York, they can win that game. Tennessee's a winnable game. Cleveland, they probably don't win that game. And then Tennessee and Indy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They lose to Cincy, probably Jacksonville, and Cleveland. And the rest of those are all winnable games. Oh, my God, all winnable games. Now, do they beat Tennessee twice? I don't know. Probably not. But in reality, just the eye test, if the Texans only lose six games... Oh, my God. That would be insane. 11 and 6? Shut your dumb mouths. There is a chance, Mr. Jones. There's a chance. Yeah, um, you said they beat Jacksonville, but then they lost to Indy. So, yeah, probably not how that should have went. But they'll get a split with Jacksonville no matter what. At the, at the very least, they're going to split with Jacksonville this year. So the Texans have three difficult games left. Evil Death says 10 to 7. I think that's probably more accurate. I, I think I think 10 wins is probably the ceiling because I think they're going to drop one. And it could be Tampa. Um, I mean, hell, you never know. It, it, it could be Denver. Is it on the road? No, it's here. Ain't no, uh, ain't no mile high air in New York. Home for Cleveland. Yeah, Cincy on the road. They're definitely losing that. Wow. 10 wins would be ridiculous for this team. Rookie head coach, rookie play caller, rookie quarterback, rookie pass rush. What? Young secondary? Er, my guard. Er, my guard. Oh, nut all over this. My bad, Jared. All right, there's some NFL. Don't forget, folks. NBA season kick tips off tonight. Two games on the schedule for tonight. You got Lakers on the road in Denver and Phoenix on the road in Golden State. And I, well, I made a few bets. Um, what? Inappropriate. What's inappropriate? Bro Boy said would much rather get more high-end draft picks, still need more uh, talent. Yeah, but the problem is you don't have the one major high-end draft pick that you needed, which was the one you sent to Arizona to get Will Anderson. So your high draft pick that you would have had had you sucked, and if they are good, they still get Cleveland's. So it may not be great, but they're okay. Uh, How said I don't expect much from the Rockets, but I think they'll be more fun to watch again. I expect a lot more from the Rockets. Here's why, House. And I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fair point. I shall not repeat it. What'd I say? 
I don't even know what I said. D'Amico Ryan's for coach of the year. Oh, let me tell you. He's got to be. What are the odds on that? Let's go to Bovada. I bet we can find that. What are the odds on that? Uh, Spolts. So here was my bets that I placed. Just kind of shooting from the hip all willy-nilly. Just being all crazy. I was looking at trying to find some value in um in the in the, in the just for the season. I just threw a buck. Just threw a buck out. I ain't got that kind of money. I threw a dollar out on Oklahoma City Thunder. That is a there was a plus eight thousand. Eight thousand to one odds. So I put a dollar on them. I win 124 bucks. Or no, uh, I'd win $80. Yeah. Um, I was looking at my balance. Uh, Lakers were a plus 1,200. Put a buck on that. Warriors are plus 1,200. Put a buck on that. The Suns were the closest at plus 650. And I put a buck on that. So there you go. Lost that parlay. Jeez. Last night, had the Rangers winning. I should have just went with that. But I took the under. I felt like we'd get a good pitching matchup. Oh, Naro's calling me. I'll text him back. Uh yeah. So that was the that's the four. O- OKC, Los Angeles, and Golden State. Pretty decent value. Just throw a throw a throw one diet coke on it. No big deal. All right, let's check uh D'Amico Ryan's coaching odds. Let's see. Sports. Let's see. NFL. What the heck? No, I want ah, futures. I, where is it? It's always so difficult for me to find this crap. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that. I want to. I don't want game lines though. Let me close that. Okay, I don't even know where to find it no more. Who knows? Sheesh. Sheesh. Let me see if I can find it just in a regular web browser. Let's see here real quick. Um, NFL Coach of the Year odds. Five days ago. Here you go. This was five days ago. Uh, I feel like that this has changed dramatically. Dan Campbell was a plus 250, and then the Lions lost. Mike McDaniel was a plus 275, and then the Dolphins lost. And then just lose. They got their ass whooped. So I feel like this game, Shanahan lost. D'Amico didn't lose because it was a bye week, but still. Robert Sala ain't winning. Shane Steichen, nope. No, keep an eye on that Mike Tomlin fella. Nah, I like D'Amico Ryans. And at a plus 1,000. I wish I could find that on Bovada. I'd, I'd throw a couple couple bones on that. Let's see. Coach of the year odds Bovada. Let's see if I can find that. NFL props. There we go. It's about time. Eberflus, book it. No, thanks. There are currently no upcoming betting odds or lines available. Oh, I guess they're waiting. 
That's stupid. That's stupid. I don't, yeah, they don't even have any of that listed. All football, NFL Sims, NFL Futures. Yeah, they have like the um, all futures. So they have Super Bowl winners and whatnot, but they don't, it's all game related. It's not award related right now. Be nice though. I'd like to get in on it right now with D'Amico at plus 1,000. Can't do it though. They don't have it. Sucks. Uh, send Baker to the CFL, please. <laughs> Bro, Baker, he looked like, it was like, man, there was three weeks where everyone was like, Baker Mayfield, has he found a home? Nope. Nope. Still the Baker we knew he was. It's always like, you know what? Baker's starting to remind me of Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like, he arrives somewhere. He wins a few games. And then everybody's like, oh, my God. And then the baker giveth and the baker taketh away. That's why it was Fitzy. Check MGM. It's up. Yeah, but I can't bet there. I have my book is with Bovada. Asker beats bad teams. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. In my defense, I said he wasn't good because he played terrible teams. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, you're right. Uh, my defense from the beginning, Baker beats bad teams. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, gotcha, Sean. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's the NFL. You got to beat the bad teams and the good teams. Sometimes the bad teams don't beat bad teams. So, um, yeah, just Baker's is, he is who he thought he was. All right, let's see. Yeah, get rid of that. All right, here's your NFL sketch. And, um, oh, did I close it? I sure did. Oh, no, come back, player. I wanted to show you your NBA odds. Where are those futures at? Dag nabbit. Bovada sometimes makes this... Difficult. You got to have like the side. Oh, dang. They got awards already you can bet on. Let's see. Futures. There we go. I don't know. All right. Here's your odds to win it all in the NBA. Bucks are the favorite at plus 380. The Celtics are second at a plus 400. So very close between those two. Nuggets also in there at plus 550, as are the Suns. At plus 650. And then it's crazy time. And that's why I, I, I took the Suns. I threw a dollar on that. You know, I don't, I ain't, I ain't trying to, I ain't got a lot up here. Okay. It's, it's worth it to throw just a buck on these and see what happens. Um, Golden State at plus 1200. Lakers at plus 1200. Clippers at plus 1800. Mavs at plus 2500. The Memphis Grizzlies at plus 2500. That might be too high. Miami Heat plus 2,500, and Sixers plus 2,500. Cavs, 4,000. Knicks, 5,000. So are the Kings. T-Wolves at 5,500. Uh, Pellies are six. OKC is at eight. And look, uh, they're not going to win a championship. This is just not going to happen. I mean, those teams at the top, the Celtics and the Bucks and, and the Nuggets especially, uh, they're going to beat a team like the Thunder. But they're going to they're make a run. 
I think the Nuggets are, I mean, the Thunder are going to be better than people think. Hawks, uh, the Hawks and the Nets are plus 12,500. Where's mines at? Raptors are plus 15,000 and on and on. There you go. If you were wondering, your Houston Rockets plus 50,000. Oh, yeah. They got a shot. Stop it. Hornets, Pistons, Rockets, and Blazers all plus 50,000. Only worst team in basketball, according to these odds, is going to be the Washington Wizards and the other four close behind. Jazz and Magic. Did Barry Annoy, uh, who won the pick em matchup? Did Barry Annoy? Oh, announce. No, not yet. We're going to do all the fantasy stuff tomorrow. I had so much, so much to get through. Um, with, with all the football and whatnots, and hell, we didn't even we didn't even hit all the college stuff I wanted to get to today, because there was also one other uh, bit of gambling that kind of gives us an idea here. Hold on, let me find the damn thing. <sighs> of course, they're not. Oh, there it is. Oh, shit. No. Stop! Okay. Oh, blasphemy. There we go. I wanted to look at the Heisman futures. I mean, we went over some scores yesterday. We looked at the rankings. Uh, as it stands right now, boy, oh boy, Caleb Williams is not looking good. Don said, damn, auto Craig. Sorry, I'm hit or miss. What have you done with have you do this work stuff? Oh, yeah. No, I get it, Don. It's all good. It's the, the it's crazy. A lot of I think a lot of folks are real busy right now. Our numbers have been way down on the show. I don't know if people are just sick of me. Maybe I need to start bringing in more guests. Are you guys sick of me? Do I need to do I need to bring in more guests? I don't want everybody leaving. How <laughs> did I give up? When's the official CFP rankings next week? I believe. Let's Google it. When do the official CFP rankings come out? Uh, October 31st. Yep. 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 Donna, we are fluent in that language. Yeah. I'm on site in Manola. Ooh, nice. Double Rod said, at least you're not 6'10", one current viewer. Yeah, but I'm used to 50, 60. This is a little unnerving. I ain't gonna lie. Is this the beginning of the end of the show? Is this show slowly spiraling to a death? Damn. Well, I ain't doing no damn um, stream-a-thon if it's slowly dying. I'll tell you that damn much. Caleb looks like he's going to fit right in with the Bears offense. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. I tell you what, man. Listen, there are times when you're right and there are times when you're wrong and there are times when you just miss and there are times when shit happens. And boy, I was adamant. I I don't, don't, don't take Bryce Young. Don't take CJ Stroud, Richardson, none of these cats. You wait next year for Caleb Williams. Bro, when I tell you the Texans may have absolute mean miniola, my bad, miniola, areola, miniola, ravioli, 
Astros and seven. Sean's an Astros fans avoiding sports talk today. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Double Rod said, I've been busy with work, so I haven't been on any of the Twitches as much. It's all good. Hey, listen. Hey, you know what? Everything has a has a shelf life. You can't, you know, shit happens. You know, Guys like John and Lance buck the system, but well, good things come to an end. If, if people grow sick of this, I mean, I don't know what else to do. I'm a one-man wrecking crew. You know what I mean? I'm a one-man band. Uh, I was with you on Caleb. So glad it didn't happen. Bro, We, I was dead-ass wrong. As of right now, as of this moment, looking at Caleb Williams and seeing what's happening in USC and watching him play poorly against good competition, good college competition, I mean, J.J. McCarthy right now is the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman at plus 185. Penix is plus 300. Jaden Daniels is plus 350. Uh, and then there's the rest. Bo Nix plus 2,000. Dylan Gabriel, Jordan Travis. There you go. And uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has better odds than Caleb Williams. Yikes. 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 So... Shadur Sanders, why is he on the board? Plus 25,000? Why is he on the board? My guy is selling shit on Instagram at halftime on his phone. You don't put that guy on the Heisman board. It's ridiculous. He should have been taken off three or four weeks ago. Uh, uh, see, some folks' livers fell off over the last week. Got it. Those pros are still standing. So seven and six didn't work. Not even the reverse jinx of betting money on the Rangers helped the Astros, right? Um, but I'm going to Sizzler. Yeah, Dre, my dumbass. I bet on the Rangers also, but then I parlayed it with the under. Under nine. That was stupid. That's stupid. See, this is why you have to have a spreadsheet and just stick to it. But I don't do all that. I don't. I don't have the spreadsheets for other stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay, so October 31st was the first uh, CFP rankings. Halloween night. Another reason to bleep them kids. Get them out of here. We got better things to do. Okay. MLB is done. Anyway, so oh, we didn't do power rankings, but I mean, you saw the you saw the NBA odds. If you give a shit about power rankings at all, here is the uh, NBA.com's power rankings. Nuggets are first. And look, that's probably not accurate, but they're uh, it's an ode to the champs, you know? To be the man, you got to beat the man. But I think Dame going to Giannis, or going to the Bucks, the Milwaukee Giannis's, I think that changed everything. So Nuggets one, Bucks two. I'd flip it. Boston three, Suns four, Lakers five. It's gonna be a good game tonight, by the way. Gonna be a good game tonight. Uh Warriors six and Knicks seven, your top ten. Uh Cavs eight, Sixers nine, and Clippers are ten. 
And if you're wondering where do your Houston Rockets check in, well, of course, they're towards the bottom. Look, when mine shows up, the, the Raptors are 19 lines. Let's calm it on down there, bub. Uh, Jazz, Spurs. There you go. Rockets are 26. But I think they're going to be better than people think. I think it's going to be fun. They've got a, a they've added some vets. Ime Udoku knows what he's doing. They're still he's got some undisciplined guys, and they're still got a learning curve. But they're going to be a fun team, and I think they're going to be better than people expect. I do think that. Throbs at Mattress Mac lost eight million dollars. Yeah, but he's got insurance. He's he, he probably has like some sort of, you know, like when you buy a car, you can get gap insurance. So that is if when you're um, as long as you're upside down, if you total the car and it's you, you can't get the value back for what you owe, the gap insurance covers the difference. He has something like that. It's guarantee you. Guarantee you. He ain't that stupid. That 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 eight million was that his bet? Did he bet eight million on the Astros? That makes sense. But he probably made 15 and mattress sales, which is amazing to me. How how many sleepy-ass people live in this city? Are there that many people in this godforsaken city that need a mattress? How is this possible? Five times a year, we got old crazy Mac. I mean, I do a joke on stage, but does it feel like the truth? If Ukraine wins the war, your mattress is free, free, free. What? No. It's weird. No way. Sean hates Mattress Mac, guys. Breaking news. The guy that hates everything hates Mattress Mac. What? Film at 11. Nobody is shocked you hate Mattress Mac. (laughs) Yeah, Dre. He ain't losing. He ain't losing. Um, all right. I'm about sports to out. Shit. We've been rolling sports for two solid hours. Oh, shit. Mr. Jones said I slept on the floor of my brother's the other night. So, yes, a mattress is nice. I mean, I get, okay, listen. Here's the thing. I asked the question, are there that many people in this city that need a mattress? And uh, Mr. Jones said, well, I mean, I slept on the floor. So, yeah, having a mattress is nice. And while I agree, um, someone that doesn't have a mattress, the reason they don't have a mattress is probably because (laughs) Mr. Jones said I was drunk, though. But if you don't have a mattress, it's probably because you, you can't afford it. There's no judgment from me on that. But if you can't afford a mattress, you're probably not going and buying one at Gallery Furniture from Mattress Mac because you're going to Galaxy Furniture or them other bullshit furniture stores around Tidwell on 45 that are just trying to get them leftover cheap sales because when people go to Gallery Furniture, go, God damn, that's expensive. Let's go to Galaxy Furniture. That's what they're relying on. And those people have $400. And they're going home with a raggedy mattress. That's what they can afford. That's life. 
But those ain't the ones keeping Mac in business. I'm just like, what are the people doing? It's crazy to me. You know, people dub said I'm hard with mattresses. Big lots. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> oh, I was staying there for one night. Oh, gotcha. Double Ross said, I asked the same questions about all the car dealerships the other day. Yeah. We live in a city where everyone has a car. You have to. You can't. If you live in this city and you don't have a car, you're probably lower income. Rely on the bus or bus transportation. So you ain't buying a car anyways. It's wild to me. But I guess everybody's buying new ones and there's a lot of people here. Just goes to show you, man. Eight mil divided by 800 per mattress set is 10,000 mattress sets. Not unreasonable. Uh, 800 per mattress? Joe Pro. Mattresses don't cost $800, bub. Mattresses cost way more than $800. Hilton Furniture Guy once owned the Comets. Yeah. Amazon sells mattresses. They came in a box and some are actually decent. Yeah. Uh, you got to have a car in the land of milk and honey. Oh, yes. You got to have. Um, yeah, I I think a mattress on average is going to run you probably 1500 Easy. Easy. Turned out Pookie said, hey, don't knock buy right furniture. No credit, bad credit. Walk out today with an $85 mattress. Yeah. And a back, 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 order slip. Yeah, my nerve in the back and whatever. I'm not coming out of this goddamn tower until everybody in this city buys a mattress. Or until they impeach Lena Doggo and put that weird redheaded chick that looks like she's missing a chromosome in office. I don't remember her name. Temper Posturepedics cost 3K. Wow. Well, fuck a temper and a posturepedic. What? No, thanks. <laughs> I love you, Joe Pro. I love you so much. Joe Pro goes, okay, bitch, I've been sleeping in a hammock for five years. I am behind on the times. Well, if anybody gets a pass on not knowing how much a mattress is, Joe Pro, it's you, buddy. It is definitely you. I'm, I'll be honest with you, Joe Pro. I had no idea you had a hammock. I thought you just slept under a lean-to. Look at you, fancy pants. <laughs> uh, I inspected a house yesterday that had the old school waterbed in it. Oh, I used to have a waterbed. When I met Nora, I had a waterbed. I had a black lacquer waterbed. And I don't know that she knows this story, but. I had a, I was single. Okay. I was single. And, um, I was on the dating scene. Me and my buddy Marcus lived together. I had just gotten divorced and, um, I don't know. I just met this random chick at a club. I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy a bed today. You want to go with, bring it in. We went to superior water beds. And I bought a black lacquer waterbed. That shit. 
What I didn't realize. All right. Now, here's the thing. Okay. When you go on a Friday after work, you're like, hey, what's up, little hoochie mama? You want to go with me? I'm going bed shopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We're going to break it in. <laughs> okay. 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 You get it? Cool. Let's go eat first, and then we'll buy the bed. Okay. Cool. But I got shit to do Saturday morning. No problem, little mama. So I pick her up. We go eat. Have a drink. Go get the waterbed. We don't get out of Superior Waterbed until like 10 o'clock at night. Right when they close. I put all the shit in the truck. I get home. Do you know how long it takes to put together a big ass waterbed with all the shelves and the mirrors and bullshit? And then you got to fill that sum of a bitch up? Not to mention it was 30 minutes from Superior Waterbeds to the house. I mean, I literally didn't have the bed ready until 1.30. She was like, I got to go. Are you shitting me? Never saw her again either. That was it. Never banged. Never banged. That waterbed didn't see nearly the action it was supposed to. She just left. I got to go. I'm tired. I'm like, bitch, I just didn't need a helpful, helpful shopper. Daddy was trying to bang. Nope. No, daddy ain't banging. Not on this night. Yeah, Dave said waterbed heater was essential. Oh, yeah. And then I could never get that hoe right. Some nights I wake up like I, I pissed myself. I'd be sweating so much. Other nights you wake up and it's like you're sleeping on a block of ice. <laughs> Perry said, Truman, you had a waterbed. You was clapping mad cheeks. I mean, look, there was a period. <laughs> Of about six months. Well, I I, I I got a lot out of my system. Okay. I'm not just, just speaking in general terms. Waterbeds have fish in it. No, you don't put fish in a waterbed. What kind of weird, twisted, pimp world are you living in? What? What kind of I'm going to get you sucker pimp shoes waterbed do you think? No. Ain't no damn waterbed with fish in it. They die. That's stupid. Now, I mean, you might put a fish tank up on the, you know, the headboard area. Well, you ain't just throwing fish inside the waterbed. That's weird. And then you'd have to drain that some bitch periodically and then refill it. Look at Mr. Jones. You cut well an oxygen pole. Thank you, Bill Nye, the science guy. Thank you for breaking that down, old aquatic owl. Mr. Jones coming in. Well, technically, if you threw in an algae tablet and and got a an oxygen pole and okay, who's doing that though? Nobody. Nobody's putting that on their waterbed. Nobody. Nobody's sleeping on a fish, except maybe you know people in Alaska. I don't know. Uh, Titan, you're going to say, wait a minute, Joe Pro, you really do live in the woods? <laughs> and Joe Pro goes, yes, Titan Hugo, it's not a bit. I 
Yeah. And you know what? I guarantee you. Now, I've never had this conversation with Joe Pro. He does send me thoughtful emails a lot that um, I appreciate. Often he has good advice in them. Often I try to take it. Sometimes I can't or don't. Um, but it's appreciated. He's a man of impeccable timing and uh, very thoughtful with his words and and advice. Um, but I just imagine Joe Pro doesn't have a TV. Joe Pro doesn't have a TV. But I feel like if somebody actually just let Joe Pro spend the weekend at their house and he was like, oh, yeah, Joe Pro, you could sleep in the guest room. I feel like it's one of those situations where, like, I don't know if you watched. Um, what was that that series that Nora and I just watched about the guy that comes back from Iraq and he's Muslim? Damn it. What was that series? I don't know. It's kind of like kind of like a guy that may come home from prison or a guy that comes back from war. They're probably going to sleep on the floor, right? I feel like if you invited Joe Pro to your house, we're like, Joe Pro, come stay with us for the weekend. You can use the guest room. He'd be like, much obliged. Because that's. And then he would go in the room and shut the door and sleep on the floor. Be like, ah, this bed is uncomfortable. It's too soft. Not sleeping on that. That's why that's why men use that's that's for made for men that use face creams and get their eyebrows waxed. Uh-uh. I sleep with raccoons and snakes and possums and owls. Not this bullshit. I do. I think Joe Pro would sleep on the floor in your guest room. You'd walk in and be like, what the hell are you doing? Couldn't sleep. Bed was too comfortable. What? That's not how that works. Yes, it is. But then I think what would happen is he'd, he'd be pissed because he'd be laying there. And I think Joe Pro would definitely enjoy the TV. Joe Pro. <laughs> Look, Joe Pro's like, God damn, I've been seen. Literally set up camp in my brother's backyard because the whole house is nasty. Look, outside is bugs, but at least I know. Um, Ted Hugo said he probably prefers sleeping in the backyard. Nailed it. Tom Hanks and Castaway. But here's the here's the kicker, right? So you let Joe Pro come to the house for the weekend. You give him his own room. He pushes the bed against the wall. Lays down on the floor. Turns on the TV. Starts watching Survivor. And immediately loses his shit. Well, if this ain't the most goddamn cultural appropriation I've ever seen in my whole life, are y'all just mocking my entire existence? Oh, look at me. I'm trying to survive for two weeks. Bitch, I've been doing this five years. Ain't nobody making me a TV show. He'd be so pissed. My life is not a game. Children is out here living survivor. Not even a care in the world. People like, what? Bro, he would be so angry. Be writing letters. Send it, he'd be sending telegrams. Writing letters. <laughs> he 
they be sending telegrams to the head of ABC? I want this show pulled off the air right now. This is not okay. It is not okay to appropriate my culture. I come from a long line of woodsmen and survivors. <laughs> Joe Rosa, bitch, I got a whole camera crew? It can't be that hard. Joe Rosa, I'm doing this shit with a cricket phone on 2G. <laughs> knife? Need no damn knife. He does have a knife and a gun at all times. All times. All times. Ah, Joe Pro, I love you, buddy. That's what I love about this community. This community, if you think about it, we have literally the most diverse group of people that have come together. That's why I'm so sad the numbers are down and it looks like the show is slowly dying. It's just been so wonderful. We've got, we've got, you know, all walks of life. You know what I mean? We've got Joe Pro lives like a, uh, 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 1800s Western settler. We've got, you know, the, 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 some wealthy deckheads. We've got, you know, all, all races are represented. We've got gay deckheads, truck driver Pookie. I mean, we've got, everybody is represented here. It's a, it's, it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Everybody here uh, it represents some part of society. It's a beautiful thing. All races, religions, all of them. It's great. Uh, Bro Boy said, Are you, uh, Joe Bro, only as your only form of communication with the outside world? What? Oh, am I. Joe Pro's only form of communication. Oh yeah, I forgot. We uh we have we actually have Jesus here. It's great. Are you only Joe Pro's only form of communication? It could be. It could be. It could be the outside world. Yeah. Even though I said I'm more like middle class. But again, you gotta have everybody represented. You know what I mean? You gotta have I'm like, you know, I'm like the Lindsay Lohan of the crew. Like, you know who I am, but I ain't shit. I ain't shit. You might, you might know who I am, but that don't mean nothing. I'm the Tanya Harding of this bitch. TDP can finish off an entire tall boy in a parking lot and drink a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy, Cisco. <laughs> I got it as I read it. That's outstanding. God damn it, Cisco. That's so funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's well done. TDP has a kind chin and a wide mouth. Damn, here they go. Maddie T, what's up, baby? Oh, look at Maddie T. 2001 college station waterbed equals no sex. What? Maddie T, come on, bro. You went to A&M. After, after Y2K, everybody's like, society's going to make it. 
I mean, like, bro, you couldn't even like get get like a sympathy screw. Like, hey, what if we don't make it? You didn't. You weren't banging nobody during Y two K. Like, listen, this could be the end of it, Sarah. And I just needed you to know I really like your titties. So you want to come bang it out on my waterbed? Well, I guess so. We'll never see each other again after we all die. Man, this is wavy. I'm getting seasick. Then she throws up on your, on you. Then Maddie T's like, it's all right. Damn it. That's the fifth time this week. Well, listen, Maddie T, I will say, if you were in College Station at A&M in 2001, it would stand a reason that you would have sex on a waterbed. Um yeah, you, you wouldn't want sheep getting on that. They'd tear that thing up. So. I bet Joe Bro pulls more than most of us. I mean, maybe. Joe Bro, thank you for the 302 bits, buddy. Probably. Joe Bro's a damn, I love this show. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Alan, thank you for the 400 bits, buddy. The man, Alan Denton. I don't know why this show just turned into a big ass roast. Waterbeds are out of style by Y2K. Well, talk to DJ or uh, DJ. Talk to Maddie T. He had one 2001. It was 2001 as Space Odyssey because there was so much space where there should have been a woman. Let's go. Let's go. I'm on a roll. This show is winding down. Damn it. I'm feeling it. Someone get me to Chicago. Thank you for the one bit, Dre. Fuck the Rangers. Indeed, sir. Indeed. One hundred. Dre, how many of those uh, Garcia uh, home runs came close? Yeah, he just said that equals no ass. Yeah. Uh, Pornhub's entire catalog is just loosely based on Joe Pro's home library. Nice. What's up, Mark G? I had a, had a waterbed from 98 till 2006 and got laid on it quite a bit. That's good, man. That's really good. I was going to... I'm just trying to think of a thousand different ways to spin this, and I was like, nope, that might be too far. Should I move you mad because I pulled you by your ponytails? Damn it, Dre, that's disgusting. 2001, I felt like Eddie Murphy. I threw my thing on the craps table. Oh. Joe Bro said, I've got a 70 horsepower tractor, Alan Denson. I can pull whatever the hell I want. Wait. You meant something else. Oh. <laughs> uh, <coughs> let's see. Got it, everybody. Okay. Mark G, you also don't look like Matty T. True. Yeah. Damn, this just turned into an all-out roast. I'm kind of here for it. I ain't, I ain't mad at none of this. I ain't mad at none of this. All right, question. Oh, real quick, I got to show you how bad. Just how bad was it this week for the Laminator 5000 and every gambler in the known universe? Uh, the spreadsheet went four and eight after going 10 and five, eight and six and eight and seven turned in a four and eight. Now it's still making money 53%, but 
But if you take out that four and eight, boy, we was rolling. 59, almost uh, 60%. Me, on the other hand, I went one and 11. One and 11. That is awful. I went 10 and four, 10 and five, and then one and 11. I'm down to 51.22%, 500, just like that. Thanos brought me back to reality. That over-under still hitting, though. We still had a loser over there at 5, 6, and 1, but it was hitting so good, it's still a 75%. So that's how we fared. Uh, the only one that I got right is Only one I got right was... Shit, what was it? KC. It was the only one I got right. And the spreadsheet missed that. It was a it was a rough, rough, rough week. Yeah, ouch. That might be a historic beatdown for the Laminator 5000. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever had a week that bad. Let me uh hold on. I've got I save them all from each year. Let me go to my gambling folder on my Googles. Google Drive, past laminators. Let's see, last year, what was our worst record? There we go. It was... Um, hey, look at that. Last year, the worst week that the Laminator 5000 had was 5-7-2. and two. Um, Last year, the worst week I had was 5 Evans, John, thank you for the follow. Yeah, so my worst week last year was five and eight. It's pretty good if you go five and eight. That's your worst week. I mean, I'm not including these. Uh, and the Laminator 5000's worst week was five and seven and two. But, you know, it's weird because last year we didn't do good on the over-unders. We were right at 500 all year. And, you know, myself and the spreadsheet were rolling at 55%. I didn't even realize how good that was until I looked it up. So, Yo, bro! Thank you for the 300 bits, buddy! Yeah, so uh, historical, as you said, uh, Joe Pro, monumental collapse of the trusted Laminator 5000. But that's all right. We will rebound this week, we hope. What did Alan Denson say? What did he say? What did he say? Uh, oh. I kept my picks private, but I was undefeated. You're so full of shit. Such a liar. Such a liar. Okay. Let's get out of here. It's 459. Let's bounce. Well, if you stuck around through the whole show, man, gosh, dog, and I love you and I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you for giving me somebody to talk to and hang out with. I know we were very sportsy. I know that. I know uh, you guys might be getting sick of me. I actually asked Indy Kalu if he wanted to do the show. He's going to be here Monday of next week when I'm back from Chicago. Um, I'm probably going to hit up uh, our boy Joel Blank and start getting him to maybe do some NBA talk with me. May have to pre-record it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get some other folks in. Let's go! Thank you for the 500 bits! Twice! Oh my god! 
deserve you, sir. Alan, take another three and a fifth. What the fuck? We got a hype train going. You sons of bitches. I still don't, I don't know what I did with that, dude. Is this? Mighty Mata, I love you, buddy. Is it okay if Fireball, Mark G, you're the resident bartender. Can Fireball sit open for a week and be okay? Joel, thank you for the 100 bits, buddy. Come on, y'all. Cheers, everybody. Ugh. Hold on. That, that's how much we have left. We're going to try to finish this bad boy. Let's go. Cisco. Ah, it's peanut butter nipple time. Nope, that's not. Jobo said, huh, back on ESPN now. Call Joe's show from here for a segment. Oh, yeah, that might be interesting. Hey, by the way, uh, quick update. Uh, Dre, thank you for the one bit. Joe, thank you for the 100 bits and, and the kind words. I appreciate you. Um, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll give you the bad news tomorrow. Okay. Love you guys. Thank y'all for the hype train. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you. You're the best. You guys are troopers. Um, by the way, anybody that got roasted, Maddie T, Joe Pro, Truck Driver Pussy, um, everybody that I randomly just started picking off for no reason. Thanks. Appreciate it. Sorry. Kind of an impromptu thing. It just happens that way sometimes. I apologize. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate you, Jesus. Oh, Bash! Damn it, Bash! No! Bash! What's up, Pimpin'? Damn, Bash! Coming in with the big old raid. What is up, fam? Wow, wow, nice. M. Young, thank you for the follow, man. Look at Bash coming in. What's up? Damn, we were just leaving. I mean, literally was running the outro. Heartthrob said fourth hour. Actually, we're doing the private third hour tomorrow. Uh, Heartthrob. So, yeah, if you're a Patreon member, we're going to do that. Bash. Hey, buddy, I love you, man. Appreciate you, fam. You're the Let's best. Raid Rocky number hands. Who? Pick raid Rocky no hands. Okay, we're going to raid Rocky no hands. We're going we're gonna to take Bash. Who is Rocky no hands? Do you know who that is, Bash? Hey, how'd it go, man? What uh, what was y'all streaming? What was y'all streaming? I mean, I know what you're streaming. I know what you do, Bash. How'd it go, though? Was it good? Raid everybody on the dance floor and shut up. Private dancer. Uh, <coughs> I love your new show on Thursdays. Thanks, Mr. Young. Much appreciated, man. Yeah, it's been fun doing that with Jerome. It's been it's been really good. Hey, Mods, can we get a shout-out to Bash, please? Please, if you didn't do it already, give that man a shout-out. Oh, you did it. You're the best, Mods. You're the best. Y'all, please, 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 please go give Bash a follow. Uh, I'm telling you, man, you don't want to miss it. Oh, so Rocky No Hands, apparently, uh, apparently this, this dude plays video games with no hands. Hence, Rocky No Hands. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up his stream. We're going to watch it on, on screen. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So he's playing Fortnite with his feet. It's crazy. 
Does he have a foot cam, Cisco? Since you're the one that wants to raid him. Let's look real quick. Chrome resize. This is a Rocky No Hands. Is he doing this with his mouth? Hey, what's up, Walzo? What's up, Lemonade Alley? Hey, stopping in to say, what's up? Hey, what's up? All right, look, real quick. Let's do this. Um, We are going to raid. I was just bouncing out, you guys. Hold on. What the frick is... No, that's not what I wanted. Get over here. So this is Rocky No Hands. Oh, yeah, he's playing with his mouth. You see that? Yo, that's crazy. I'm trying to zoom in so you guys can see it. Look, he's got the joystick thing there with his mouth. I ain't never did it to a girl that talented. That's not appropriate, Lavinac. All right, let's, we're going to raid Rocky. No hands. Hey, Bash, I appreciate you, homie. Much love, fam. Y'all go make sure you follow Bash. And when he's on, go watch that, man. Dude is hilarious, fun, great streamer. Uh, I got nothing but great things to say about my boy Bash, so make sure you uh, go follow. He's a pro game. Damn, no shit. Okay, well, that's who we're raiding then. Let's do it. All right, close that window. Raid. All right. Hey, man, wow, I appreciate you guys. Right. Hey, White nice. Breathe, thank you for the follow. All right. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you, everybody that hung out. Bash, thank you for the raid, man. Listen, better late than never, fam. That's how I look at it. You brought your community. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything more. Thank you, homie. Thank you for sharing it with me. I always feel bad, though, Bash. I never can return the favor. You're never on when I'm done. I feel terrible. Uh, all right. Enjoy the basketball that starts tonight. Or if you watch game seven of the um, NLCS, enjoy that as well. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you all for hanging out with me. Had fun roasting everybody in the last hour. Until I see you tomorrow, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. See you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye, my sweet, sweet darling. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, here we go. Raid is starting. Let's go watch this dude play Fortnite with his mouth. That sounds weird, saying that out loud. Maybe I was watching this man. He was taking on all these dudes with his mouth. That's not what I meant. All these, all these dudes at the same time with his mouth. No, in the game. In the game, babe. That's gross. All right, 33 raiding. Uh, everybody's like, I got to see this shit. Bye, y'all. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Hey, much love, Bash. Bye, guys. Here we go. Eddie's making a YouTube video.